going on, everybody? Welcome back. This week, Jeremy and I wanted to touch on something that I, I think personally is a little bit of a more daunting topic, and that is cigars. It's something he's gotten me into recently. I've been really enjoying a few sticks lately, and it, it's something that if you're not already into it and don't already have some knowledge of it, it can definitely be a little daunting. And especially when you're getting into something new like that, it can be off-putting and turn you away. And uh, this is not to say everybody should smoke cigars or will be interested in this topic. But if you are, we wanted to kind of ease you into something that can be definitely very fun and relaxing. And we also had a surprise guest, Alec from Alec Bradley Cigars. He hopped on call with us just impromptu in the middle of the podcast, which was really, really neat. So this is tips for cigar beginners. So pour yourself a glass, sit back and enjoy episode 11 of Whiskey Knife Fight. What is up? What is up? What is up? Hey, it's still YouTube has a mad delay, dude. It's still counting down on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, it's always been that way. There we go. Trying to separate out my chat on YouTube so I can see what the hell's going on. I was digging around in my bag trying to find something before we went live. Pop out chat. Pop out that chat. Pop out that chat. Come on, chat. You have uh, two (laughs) monitors set up or just one? Just one. I just got my laptop in here. This is my cigar room, man. I don't have like the multi monitor setup in here. I just got. I don't have a multi monitor setup either because I'm. I've switched to my MacBook. Ah, the MacBook. The MacBook life. Welcome to the dark yeah. side, my friend. Welcome to the dark side. Um, AB Cigars is in here already. He says I'm here to learn about cigars, and that bitch blends and owns a cigar company. <laughs> You're not going to learn anything from me, bitch. You know more than Wait I do. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need to kick him. Don't need to kick ban him. him from the chat. I gotta ban him from the chat. <laughs> don't, do that to, don't, do that to, don't do it to AB. He's a good guy. He he, hey, he banned me from your he chat. He banned you because you were being a dickhole on my <laughs> live stream. <laughs> I was not. I was just being my normal. You were trolling, bitch. You were trolling. <laughs> trolling. Yeah, he he um banned me. So he banned I you changed. multiple times, and then you just changed accounts over and over. <laughs> I got like eight YouTube accounts. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, that's fucking <laughs> He eventually great. gave up. Yeah, he did. Oh, man. Okay. Hopefully, uh, just uh, a little caveat, ladies and gentlemen. Taylor was having Lego Taylor before um, yeah. we started the live stream, so hopefully we don't get into that tonight. We will see if that um, pops up. Luckily, I'm not going to talk about it too much on the podcast because we've mentioned it enough and it seems to be a bad omen every time we talk about it. But if we think that Taylor's going to have a new spot come the beginning of January and maybe the internet situation yeah. will be much better. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, I got the preliminary lease paperwork today, so we've got to make some changes to it. But like, I'm going to have a space. Finally. I'm going to have a space come January 1st. I will have a new space. It'll be a temporary setup. And then once the space the official space is built built keyword there once it's ready i'll move into that full time right so so mm. hopefully this one works out we won't jinx it but 
And hopefully I won't for- have to use Spectrum there. Well, Spectrum but I'm, is- yeah, I'm looking forward to Buns. potentially <laughs> potentially not having... No, watch. You'll move in there. Your internet will square up, and then I'll start having internet problems for some strange reason. <laughs> I hope uh, not. I sure hope not. Let's, uh, let's, let's start this off on a spicy note. Spicy? What's on that wrist, sir? What oh, is baby. on that wrist? Oh, nothing. Just the normal watch I wear every week. You know, the yeah. old, the old oh, is wrist. <laughs> oh, is it? Is no, it? No. no, man. I finally pulled the trigger. After uh, many, many months of talking about it, the old, uh, where is the focus on this thing? Looks like old Black Bay. Got to get my face. Boom. The old. Shoot up Black Bay. Black Bay. I'm rocking the Black Bay wannabe, the the Laurier Neptune. (laughs) Dude, I love this watch. You know, it's funny. And I'll go on a little bit of a tangent. So you're going to give me your, you're going to give me your Oris now? No. I'll go on a a short. I'll go on a short bit of a tangent about this. First off, I want to thank you to everybody that made comments on my last video saying congratulations on the watch. Um, it's really cool when you have a community of people because, you know, so often these days people are just dickheads. And if you get something nice, people like just want to hate and be assholes about it. So yeah. it's really cool to see people that are like genuinely happy when somebody gets something cool and they're like, oh man, congratulations. That's awesome. You finally did it. And I don't know, it's just cool to hear that people, there are good people out there that aren't just fucking assholes. <laughs> so, so I thought that was good and I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, people excited about the fact that I'm I finally glad, pulled the trigger. I'm glad you finally did it. Uh, and I'm sure some people uh, are saying I should go ahead and buy the, the old uh, Speedmaster. You should certainly. Not going so to happen because I got a space. In new space, I got a baby. I got, I got too yeah. many other things. So, um, yeah. so my little tangent is I've slightly yep. changed my opinion about an AD buying watches by from an authorized dealer. It's still basically the same. My opinion always was if you're buying a, a, a less expensive watch then, you know, maybe sub thousand dollars or whatever, then sure, buy it wherever. But when you start getting into the slightly more expensive watches, go to an AD. I think I agree with that more now than ever though, man, because going to an AD is nice, right? They treat well, yeah, you nice. I was going to ask you how it felt walking out of the store with well, the Well, they, they're the just nice in there, dude. They treat you nice. They well, size it they for are. you. They're trying to sell you some shit. Yeah, ex- <laughs> well, that's part of the thing, right? Like those guys get big commission on, on sale. So like- it's just a different experience, right? It's kind of like when we go into a, uh, like a Louis Vuitton store or something for a woman to buy a nice handbag or, uh, you know, whatever. They're just, they're very knowledgeable about their products. They're very polite. They're very nice. They cater to you. They fix the watch up. They buff it up real nice. They, they size it for you. And it's, it's just, you leave with the nice bag. It's all the nice paper and all the things. It's just a nice experience. Um, it's a different experience than just getting it in the mail and opening it up. Right. And I have- bought, <laughs> yeah, I bought a Damasco, which was a $2,500 watch. It shows up three days later and it's, it's a white box. Yeah. Open it up. There's a black box inside and I've got the watch and it's just kind of like, right. It's just, it's not the same okay. thing. Right. So I did it. <laughs> and, and, and here's Thanks. the thing with some watches, you're not even going to pay more at an AD. Right. Like when it comes yeah, to they, stuff like they offer a lot of discounts, like when we, they offer discounts. And then like we were talking earlier, you can actually get Rolexes at an AD cheaper than you can buy it anywhere else. If you, I mean, you got to be on a fucking wait list and you got to know somebody to get it most of the time, but you can actually get it cheaper. And then you get that experience of going in the store and stuff. So I don't know, man. I mean, I get it. I, I'm not saying I disagree with people that buy stuff on the, on the gray market. And I've bought plenty of stuff on the gray market, but there is something about going into an AD and, 
getting it and getting the little special treatment. And plus, you know, it's a legit uh, shit when you get it from an AD. It's not like there's no possibility of fuckery. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I've, nice. I've thought about I've thought about selling my Damasco lately a few times. It's probably going to happen. I've had some offers on it. I'll probably sell the Damasco, pocket some of that cash and get get the Bico. Most likely. Bico's nice, man. I love that watch. And I tell you, I almost didn't. The, the red one's the one um, that I've been eyeballing since I saw the black base for the first time. There's something about that red dial that just caught my eye, and that's just the one I've always wanted. Um, but when I went in the store, I, I looked at the 58 because that's kind of the rage right now. Everybody loves the black Bay 58 and it is very nice. It, it is a lot slimmer. Um, and it, you know, kind of is, uh, fits, it's a little lower profile and all that. I tried them both on though. And I actually kind of liked the chunkier, bigger, like I've got that Oris, which is a very thin, like lay flat right. kind of watch. So I kind of liked the chunkiness of this when I compared the two. Um, but the watch that I almost got instead of this, but again, it was a little too similar to my Oris is they have this in a, what they call a S and G. They don't call it a Bico. Yep. They call it S and G, right. which is the steel and gold. And right. dude, that, that watch in person is pretty fucking stunning. It's, it's a, it's a stunner, bro. Like it looks Look, good. I had it on the wrist and this? I was like, Ooh, do you see that? Alex said, Eleanor is laying here with me watching since she won't sleep and she doesn't care about dad, dad, but keeps pointing to Jeremy and saying, Ermy. Over and over. <laughs> it's the beard man i remind kids of santa they like me <laughs> it's funny it's we were funny. at uh we were at alex's dad last night for for dinner and she loves her pop 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 everything you mention his name and she goes nuts she's probably going nuts now because she just heard me say it uh -huh. but he was holding her and she looked at the wall and there's a picture of santa and she goes pop pop <laughs> and he looks nothing like santa nothing nothing at all like santa it was just, it's just hilarious. Cause she kept pointing at it and saying, pop, 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 pop. But, <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. The beard has a, one of two effects on small children. Either they really love it. And I think they might think I'm Santa or something, or it freaks them the fuck out. And they're like, what the hell is this Bigfoot looking dude standing here? So it, it, it's very polarizing with the children. Um, I've scared yeah. plenty of kids uh, unintentionally. And uh, I've also, a lot of kids have just kind of gravitated immediately. Um, well, but anyway, the, to finish, to finish what, my field, oh, oh, the, 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 the S and G is really nice. And that damn speed, that, uh, speed master that I was telling you that you're one of your favorite, the, what's the one with the white dial with the racing it's racing. Yeah. yeah speed master uh, racing. That one is very hot, but if I get one, I'm just getting the, the moon watch, maybe a sapphire yeah. sandwich, maybe has a light. I, I really like the acrylic. On these Laurier's, so you got to go sapphire sandwich, dude. What's in your pocket? Just, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Of course, the old Benchmade nine forty. Yeah, NJ. I've been carrying this since they sent it to me. Just because I always like to get a good feel for a knife before I review it or talk about it or anything like that. And dude, I really like it, man. I really, really, really like it. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of mad that Zach didn't send me one. All right, he sent me a lot of knives. Yeah, year. I was about to say, uh, dude, you can never get mad about anybody not sending you anything. You have no. about a billion knives. Uh, so um, this this is not a, a Civivi, but it reminds me a lot of Civivis, and I'm pretty sure it's manufactured by Wii. This is a Ferrum Forge Stinger. Uh, I talked about this in my best knives under 100. This was my pick for the best knife under 100. But the reason I say that, and, and I'm saying it because you said what you just said, uh, I got an email from Civivi saying that their package to me should be here by Friday. And uh, I, I 
have it on good authority that there are 22 knives in that box. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 22 <laughs> knives. That is so many knives. Just what you need, 22 oh, more knives, yeah. right? I don't even, I'm going to have to get another toolbox. Like, what? <laughs> uh, But yeah, this knife, unfortunately, I love this knife. And the reason I say unfortunately is because I want to recommend it to everybody because it is a ridiculously good price for a knife like this. Nitro V Steel, bearings, flipper, liner lock, uh, choil, just perfect ergos. Mm-hmm. I think they're 90 bucks and out of stock well, because of course they are. They this weren't, knife, they weren't until I dropped my video and now they're nowhere to be found. So that's what I, uh, it was funny before I dropped my gift guide, I checked to make sure pretty much everything that I put in there was in stock. And then somebody commented like the next morning, they're like, half the shit you put in your gift guides out of stock. And I'm like, well, dude, it wasn't when I posted it because it was when I, I checked. Um, but that being said, this is that limited drop, uh, exclusive drop from uh, Blade HQ. So they are live now. I checked with Zach before we started the podcast so because I said I'm not going to mention it if they're sold out. And he said, no, there were still a few in stock. So nice. if, uh, if you are interested. I might be. I shouldn't be, but I might be. You, you should um, definitely go to you, the website before they run out of them. They just you, dropped them today. It? It's M4. Uh, it's an M4 version too. So the steel's a little different than a normal Osborne. What's that? Keeps going. Well, you didn't keeps let me finish, keep, bitch. You're, you're, <laughs> well, I, well, I asked you what watches on your wrist, and you're like, 15 minutes later, you're like, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know I'm long winded. <laughs> oh, I, that's one way to put it. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm going to uh, surprise you. It's it's going to be a, a lot. I'm starting off with a little bit of this because I have decided this is a great starter whiskey because it's just so friendly and, and easy. Um, but remember, I will be, remember, I will be rotating are, through several whiskeys tonight. Remember, we, we are also an audio only podcast. So for the people who are not uh, visually satiated, what, what might you be drinking? <laughs> it is Glen Morangi, extremely rare 18. Is nice. that better? I actually, I think I mispronounced Glen Morangi. No, I think it is Glen Morangi. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, it's there. I'm going to, I'm going to break your heart. What? Nip. I'm going to be drinking a, a beer tonight. Oh, it is not a truly. Okay. This isn't whiskey beer or this isn't a beer knife fight, bitch is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I almost grabbed a case of truly instead of this today, but got to roll your IPA sometimes hazy ones, especially this one's got a lot of particulates. I'm not going to drink it out of the can. Because I'm going to make you feel like at ease by drinking it out of this whiskey glass. I, you know what? I appreciate that, Taylor. You're looking out for your boy. Yeah, uh, I know. You, somebody just said you what get am I triggered smoking? pretty easily over. I'm starting with finishing off this what I was smoking uh, as I was setting up for the uh, day and stuff. It is a um, Parla de uh, how are these things called? Parla de Mar or Parla del Mar. I'm sorry, Parla del Mar. Uh, this is uh same one I was smoking some of uh, last week on the podcast. This is a new release of these uh, Parallel Del Mars that um, JC Newman's doing with a Corojo wrapper box pressed. Um, I really enjoy them. They, um, I like them a lot better than the old versions of this cigar. So I've been enjoying I, them and smoking the shit out of them. I can't decide if I'm a fan of box pressed or not. I do like a box press, man. I'm a fan. Um, I mean, I like the new world, but I'm not sure if I like it more than just regular rolled cigar yeah you're you're lego taylor Uh, folks we're probably going to be dealing with lego taylor a good bit tonight his internet's obviously uh just 
it's doing that thing it does. It's doing yeah, that okay. thing it do. Yeah, and you're starting to get a little more Lego-y for me, so sweet. Oh, really? Yeah. Great. Hopefully we'll Not, we'll not you. I'm saying, like, my connection is really starting to shift. Oh, I was about to say, everybody's saying I'm good. Um, yeah, you're good. Well, hopefully uh, I at least, being that I'm the pretty one of the show, hopefully at least I true. stay clear, and then, you know. <laughs> I'm not a, smoking anything tonight, but if I were, um, mm. I would be smoking this right here. Arturo Fuente, Hemingway. You can't see this at all, but I'm showing you. Uh, work of art. I can. It looks like a Lego cigar. Yeah. I really want to smoke this. Uh, I'm not going to in here today because I, I don't have ventilation. I smoked myself out of here last time, and it Dude, was not pleasant. Get, can we get a whiskey knife fight shirt that has me and then next to you and a then Lego. Has, like Lego, has like a Lego tailor and then like a normal like <laughs> caricature of me and then a caricature of like you in lego mode <laughs> i think that's, we should dude the, the, this, that's that that's that's what we need lego tailor shirt for whiskey knife fight the the internet here is quite bad uh and i've had them out here since i allegedly had it fixed and uh here we are same problem so that's crazy dude. that's wild <sighs> i'm so is, over it yeah it, it, here's the thing at least you're here it's a little Lego-y. People can deal with it for a little bit longer. We apologize. Uh, the podcast won't notice the difference because the audio comes in fine because we record it locally. <laughs> so, True. So if you um, don't want Lego, Taylor, just listen. Right. Just listen. Hopefully, hopefully when you move, though, um, this problem will be resolved. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. I, I will be <laughs> literally directly across the street. So um, I could throw a rock. Like if I were standing on the roof right here, I could throw a rock uh-huh. and hit the building. I'd be moving too. So, well, not not going too far, which is good for me because I don't have to move stuff too very too, too terribly hmm. far. But but that doesn't mean your internet's not better because remember they said there was some kind of fuckery in the wiring. Yeah, that they couldn't. So they probably didn't be, find it or fix it completely. Yeah, I will be separated from this issue and hopefully on uh, Windstream. The guy who owns the building that I'll be moving to. I guarantee you, if he had a problem like this, he would probably kick their door in. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're talking the money this guy deals in is uh, several magnitudes larger than anything I do. So, uh, if if internet were to affect his business, he would probably uh, come very close to murdering someone. <laughs> Not really, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But yeah, it, it's important business, and mine is less important in the grand scheme of things. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just noticing the comments and I somebody's in here going, everything is awesome <laughs> because of the Lego movie. <laughs> uh, everything is awesome. When Taylor's Lego wow. man, everything is awesome. Haven't you ever seen a Lego movie, dude? Yes, I have. I'm groaning for a reason. Oh, I think that everything is awesome. was fucking great. It made me chuckle. I couldn't help it. I was like, Oh, oh it's so funny. So funny. <laughs> so good. But just what leave I'm it small like this. It's, it's, it's it's harder to see Lego at a distance. Like, yeah, yeah, great. When we zoom it's in, the resolution see, looks worse. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully this will be resolved. The move-in date for the next space is January first. So, I don't know I how don't that know, plays man. out in the in the scheme of our podcast, but I think if it's you. fixed, I think people are going to miss Lego Taylor. <laughs> they may, but I don't. <laughs> um, oh, so shit. the eighth would be. Yeah, the first podcast 
would be actually a Friday Night Live on the 8th of January, so I will be moved in and settled by then. Hopefully. Ah, very good. Very good. But That'll be nice. all of that aside, let's uh, let's get to the, the point here. because The we, crux. The crux. Yeah, because what something was today's has happened video about? to me. Oh, new cigars. Yeah, new- yeah, tips for beginners. And mm-hmm. I'm here to help you because I am a beginner and you are so far gone that I don't think you know what it's like to be a beginner anymore. Uh, um, I would agree <laughs> and disagree. Um, uh, I would agree. I heard your recommendations for what, what people should get as beginner cigars. And some of them are like, you know, Texas Lanceros and shit. So no, well, <laughs> but Look, guys, I, before I went to the cigar shop, I asked Jeremy for recommendations for beginners. And this is what right. he told me to buy. He said, don't buy anything else. Just get this. Yeah. La Flor Dominicana. No, I did not tell you to buy that. You're such a fucking liar. Lajero. Uh, no. Granu. Lajero. Uh, I is- definitely did not tell him to get a double Lajero LFD. I actually warned him that he better eat something before he smokes that bitch. Because if you haven't ever had an LFD cigar, especially the double or triple Lajeros, uh, is- they'll kick your teeth in if you're not used to nicotine. This is a, what is it? A six by 64. Is that how it's said? Or a 64 by six. If it's, if it's a 64 gauge, that is a fat ass cigar. Like it doesn't look this, like it's that fat. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. I, I looked up this cigar online and it said it was a 64. It's pretty fat. I mean, here's a Camacho I mean, next to it, which is, I don't know if I've got the size. I think the Camachos are size. like fifties. 50s, 54s, 50 to 54 max, somewhere in there. Am I too Lego for you to see this? No, you're actually clear at the moment. Somewhat clear, at least for me. Um, it's, it's a beef box, dude. Here, okay. Listen, I know we don't go to chat, this, but I need to. This yes, is, you do. Literally every podcast. It's true, I do. So I'm going to stop saying. <laughs> Literally but every single he, one. Here's, here's my question, though, because this is why Taylor says I'm completely he thinks that I've completely lost touch with what it's like to be a new cigar smoker because I mean, I've been smoking cigars for damn near. You do smoke like four or five a day. So, well, not always, but I definitely smoke a minimum of two a day. Um, minimum of two a day. Uh, sometimes as many as three is four. You're absolutely right. But I've also been smoking cigars for damn near 20 years. So it's been a very long time since I've been a newbie and I was a cigarette smoker before that. And I dipped and all these things. So, um, needless to say, being a, a virgin to the tobacco industry is long in my rearview mirror. So the reason Taylor says that I've lost touch is because one of the cigars, and this is why I said, I'm curious to hear what the chat has to say. If people in chat have smoked this, one of the cigars I suggest is a good beginner cigar, because I think it is a relatively easy smoking, milder cigar is the Camacho rum barrel aged. I think it's Nicaraguan. about a media. It's, it's a, uh, 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 that a medium bodied cigar, probably I would, I would err on the fact of maybe even mild to medium at certain points, probably more medium. And, uh, it's a fairly sweet cigar. It's not super peppery or aggressive. And Taylor says he thinks that that cigar is a fucking ass kicker. And I was like, really? I don't okay. get that. So I'm just curious if anybody in the chat has smoked a Camacho rum barrel age. If you guys think that that is an aggressive cigar, if you think it's more of a, a mild cigar that would be good for newbies. I didn't say it was an ass kicker. Well, I you said, said it, was, it was stout. It was pretty. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't like unbearable or bad. It was just definitely one of the more aggressive ones I've had. 
it was one of the only cigars I've had that's ever given me a head buzz. Really? And all I tasted pretty much all the way through was pepper. And really? I wasn't burning this one hot. Yeah, I was not burning you, this dude, one hot. Dude, you had to have been. That is not an overly peppery cigar. That cigar is not loaded with lots of pepper. I mean, that's, here's the thing. Taste is subjective, right? So I'm not, you know, saying that what you tasted is incorrect. But I, I'm just surprised to hear that. I do not, me personally, I do not get a ton of pepper. Just saying there, there are people out there who. Yeah, that, I said it's medium. That's what I said. I said it's about a medium bodied cigar. Yeah, but if I'm saying, okay, okay. That's not the, really the point. Uh, I think no. less of the point for beginners is is which cigar to buy. Like, I think it's an important factor. You should start with stuff that's a little more mild, sure. But I don't think one stout cigar is going to turn a newbie away. Maybe no. if they're like Peter and just suck the thing down and, and you know, make themselves sick with it. Right. But I think there are definitely milder cigars to start with than that one, for sure. That's not one mm-hmm. I would recommend to a beginner. As a beginner, that's not one I would recommend. Just saying. That's all I was getting at. Mm. No, but I was I just giving it. you shit I, I was because just I like curious. to say that I like to Don't say even, that you know you're too, you're too far gone. No, I get it. No, I, and there's a question of if I am right, which is why I said I'm curious to hear what other people think. Because if a hundred people are like, "Yeah, Jeremy, you're crazy. That cigar like gives me a buzz every time I smoke it," then I'm gonna have to reevaluate some of the stuff that I think is. Uh, <laughs> For, because I mean, that's one that I I've recommended to people before, like for people that are not super into cigars, um, Brandon Hartman gets it. He says, he's not saying you're wrong. He's just saying you're not right. <laughs> Correct. Um, um, so I did pick up some beginners of what Derek, the cigar loft owner uh-huh. recommended. I think some of what you recommended and things that I've tried that I think were pretty mild. So One of them was not this LFD, by the way. (laughs) No, that is definitely not a beginner. This is going to be my celebration cigar, either for my son being born in a couple of months or 200,000 subscribers or probably both at the same time. (laughs) Well, let me, let me, let me just say this. That cigar right there, if you thought the Camacho was peppery and gave you a head buzz, you're going to need to make sure you have a good meal on you when you smoke that. those lfds are notoriously a little more on the bold side yep i love them though they're good cigars got my wrappers nice dude what wrappers quite quite a few in there. there's a cookie monster death bucket Two, new world the camacho wrappers in there probably something else huh quite a few so you know going on the the kind of beginner cigar thing, right? An interesting topic because there's a lot of debate in the beginner cigar category, I feel like, because, and we've talked about this briefly in the podcast before, but you know, we figured we'd do a whole episode and dig a little deeper. A lot of people think and tend to go directly for Connecticut's for new people. As soon as you say you're a new smoker, they want to recommend a Connecticut, much like you that don't Camacho like, Connecticut. You don't like Connecticut's. I, there are some Connecticut's that I do enjoy, uh, especially with coffee. I don't particularly like Connecticut's with whiskey, although Alec Bradley, uh, Alec Bradley, I do that all the time because the, the fucking cigar companies, Alec Bradley, Alec Rubin from Alec Bradley. Um, and I don't know if he's still in the chat, but he was saying the other night that he really enjoys Connecticut's or like a mild type cigar like that with an Isla whiskey. He thinks that 
when you're drinking a, a you know, stubborn scotch, like something like an Isla that's got a lot of real bold flavors, smoking a bold cigar with a lot of pepper and chocolate and stuff like that, you're just button heads and it's just too much. And you need to smoke a cigar that kind of just gives in to the whiskey and, and doesn't fight it. Right. Yeah. So th- there was a reason I actually wanted to do this podcast because we've been okay. back and forth over, you know, talking about whiskeys and like scotch versus bourbon and all these different topics. And I'm like, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. The reason I want to do this, these tips for beginners is because I am a beginner and Mm -hmm. there are things that I've done just because I know you and I have been frequenting a a cigar loft and I kind of dove in head versed into this, like, right. Oh, you did straight in. And I've spent a lot of time watching videos and, and researching, reading to do things the right way because I wanted mm-hmm. to give it a fair shot mainly for right. you because this is something you like and you're passionate about. And right. You know, I've enjoyed just about every single one I've smoked. So here I am a few hundred dollars later <laughs> and uh, yeah. So the, the biggest thing I think for me coming into this, like not knowing where to start wasn't what cigar to buy. It's overwhelming right. when you walk into a humidor and they're like, 50 options in front of you. That's overwhelming, but that's no oh, different yeah. than getting into whiskey or anything else, right? It's Some humidors are even worse than that, man. I've been in some that are just, I mean, there's hundreds of different yeah. boxes I mean, of cigars. I showed, you that, just, I showed you that one near me that's like right. just a whole yeah, space. I mean, like the whole building is a humidor. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you got to almost, you almost, you kind of got to know your way around cigars. If you go into a humidor that big to not be overwhelmed with the variety, <laughs> because right. it's just, there's so many, so many shapes yeah. and sizes and colors and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't that it was just, you know, ask somebody who knows and, and go on some recommendations and then go from there. That's the same way you get into whiskey or anything else. You get some recommendations, you buy some, you either like it, you don't right. move on. Right. That's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It may be for some people, but that wasn't what was overwhelming for me. Someone said, get a Connecticut. I got this Camacho Connecticut. It was an easy smoke. Felt right. great. I got a little head buzz after because this was, when I went to the loft and picked this one up, that was the first cigar I'd had in months mm. for a very long time. And Let me and interrupt I, you for one second. I didn't second. eat before I went either, and I drank a bunch of coffee, and I <laughs> smoked this thing down in like an hour, and I'm just like, shit. Ooh. Well, oh. that's, that's a good point. That's why I say I want to interrupt because I think that's a good point. And it's for beginners especially. Light wrapper does not mean light nicotine, right? Nope. And I, I think a lot of people and dark think think that it does. Dark doesn't mean strong. This right here right. is a super easy smoke. One of my right. favorites so far. This is a, a new world from and AJ Fernandez. I think, I think that's a good point for newbies to know that dark doesn't mean crazy, peppery, strong, kick you in the teeth, and light doesn't mean light and airy, low nicotine. The color of the wrapper has zero to do with the amount of nicotine in the cigar, right? Now, you can speak in generalities. Generally, lighter wrapper cigars are a little lighter and maybe less nicotine, a little lighter bodied, but that's not a sure and fast rule by any means. So right. I just don't want newbies to go into a humidor and be like, oh, I'm new. I should grab a light wrapper Connecticut because that's not going to give me a buzz because it's going to be low nicotine because there are some fairly high nicotine Connecticut's out there. Just a yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but. Since we're talking tips, best tip I can give you, and this is what you just told me about that LFD, mm-hmm. eat. Eat. <laughs> eat. Lay off the coffee before, or if mm. you do drink coffee, well, uh, 
I'm saying like, if you haven't eaten, oh so yeah, yeah. When I went into empty the stomach, loft, coffee, cigar for a newbie is a disaster for like butt pee and feeling dizzy. <laughs> and that's what I did when I, I left here at like three o'clock on a Friday. I hadn't eaten in like eight hours. I had just down some coffee and I went and smoked a cigar and I'm like, whoa, when I finished, I was, I was pretty head buzzy. And on my way out, the owner of the shop, he was like, Hey, if you're feeling a little head buzz, just, just drink this Sprite. So he handed me a can right. of Sprite. Yep. I felt good. Like two, three minutes later, like I felt fine. Yep. And, so that's and that's a, a tip thing. that I eat, always tell people. And it, yeah, it, eat. And if you do forget to eat and you get a little head buzz, just eat something sweet. Yep. Right. Like that's, that's the, uh, the first spoon thing I full learned. Of, spoonful of honey, super sugary soda, candy bar. The more sugar, the better because, and I, I could be, don't hold me to this. I don't want people to be like, well, Jeremy, actually, but from what I understand, nicotine, the reason you get nauseous is because the nicotine does something with your blood sugar, which I think it makes your blood sugar drop. So then you get lightheaded, nauseous, and all the things that come along with low blood sugar. So quickly replacing it with, uh, somebody had mentioned orange in the chat. Yeah, fruit, apple, anything that's a high sugar content. I usually go candy bar and shit because, you know, a lot of times cigar lounges will have some candy or, or some shit or a soda or something. What uh, I've been drinking. Or, orange is a far a more healthy option for getting sugar to your system. <laughs> so when I've been going to the cigar loft, what I've been doing is pairing this with a spicy ginger beer. Dude, I love root beer. Because we're in the pandemic and, and pour, pouring has been limited. So if you get something that's in a closed container, you can sell the, the bottle or the can. So I've right, been right. doing Goya ginger beer and it's spicy. And it sets off a cigar mm -hmm. and it's extremely tasty. So that's something I, uh, I've been, I've been doing and, and you don't have to worry about the head buzz or anything. It just kind of settles Another itself. two, two sodas. If he has, you should try with a cigar. Cause I enjoy both. I don't enjoy soda with cigar much, right? Like I normally prefer coffee, whiskey, potentially a beer. We've talked about it a stout, but I really love root beer and cream soda. Both of those are I can definitely see the root beer. Cream soda is probably a little too sweet for me. Yeah. Well, it depends on the cigar, right? But so, um, I actually paired this right here with, I think it was a cookie monster. Yeah. So this, this, that juicy, is a crazy orange colored beer. I'm sorry. That thing is a wild color. <laughs> like yeah. that shit is, that's Jeremy, wild I looking. just don't think you've had good beer. Seriously. Buddy, I have had it. it that looks like a fucking blue moon almost. It's like that orange. No, no, no. Color. This is nothing like a blue moon. Cause that's a, a wheat beer. This mm -hmm. is a juicy beer. If you let it settle, there are like particulates in it. It's this isn't mm. necessarily a hazy IPA, but it's pretty close. But it's it's called juiciness. Somebody to told me hazy IPAs juice. make your fart stink. That was me. Was that oh, you? Yeah. Sulfuric uh -huh. farts to the max because they're unfiltered <laughs> and ooh, they are bad. Yeah, Blue Moon sucks. Uh, um, but Sycamore yeah, juiciness I, is I don't something like local to me. That is just really, really tasty. Man, every time I drink this Glen Morangi, I get more citrus. I get a lot of citrus in that that whiskey. It's good. It's a great. Well, what I was saying is, whiskey. this is a very citrusy, like juicy citrusy beer. Ah, and for then some we're both reason, drinking citrusy drinks. Yeah, some reason this just set off that Cookie Monster. I don't know what it was. My buddy was there, and I made him try it too, and he was just like, "Holy shit." I don't know what it was, but it just, it was such a good pairing. It was accidental. Like I just, I was already drinking that when I lit the cigar and it was just really good. 
some of the best pairings I've had have been accidental. You yeah. know, it's just, you happen to be drinking it and you're like, Oh, what the fuck just happened there? That was magical. <laughs> like it's sometimes it's a very, you can a lot of times pick what you think will probably be good or to be good. But sometimes you just hit those something just lands well, just right. And it's delicious. Well, it's unfortunate. Cause I was also smoking one of these. Oh my God, ah, Alex, the, the DB twos. Stop the, the deck testing me. Too. It comes through my computer now and it's just like, bang, right in my ear. I don't, I don't even know how to chat, turn on. She's, I don't know how to unless turn Unless she's uh, <laughs> fucking dirty to you. She can't do that in chat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just bang, right in my ear like eight times in a row. Um, but no, it was unfortunate because this right here is a ridiculously good smoke. Yep. The Death Bucket 2, so good. Death Bucket 2. And there is a, a very similar beer from Sycamore called Mountain Candy. And it's a really good beer. But I was drinking that beer and smoking the Death Bucket 2 the other day, and it was just pure, bitter garbage. Like, I just, it was so, I guess the word you use is acrid. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was just like, uh, it, those it, dry it cotton like, mouth, like, just, it was Yeah, awful. when I say acrid, so because it sometimes, it goes to, like, you know, like if you eat the char off of a steak and I don't mean like a nice char rolled steak, but like if you get a chunk of like char, like all black, like a little piece of the fat that got totally burned to black and you eat and it, I love that. It's just kind of, it's got this kind of acrid bitter flavor though. Like I, I don't that. know how to, it's, I don't like it if no, it's totally what black. This it tastes was, like fucking this charcoal. This was like, yeah, this was like, God, I don't even know what to compare it to. It was awful. So bad that I put the beer up, waited a minute to take another drag and I switched to whiskey. Something else I just saw in the chat, which is another good tip for beginners. If you want the best chance for a cigar to be great, right? Eat a steak dinner. Somebody had just said his steak dinner to go with cigars. Man, to me, that is the best pregame meal for a cigar. There's something about a good steak dinner with a cigar after. I don't know if it's the fats in the steak or what it is, but man, it always... Some of my best cigar experiences have been after a nice steak dinner. So what, what about in Mexican food cigar, is horrible before a cigar. What about that cigar could have made that so bitter because even after I stopped drinking that beer, it was bitter. And I had, I had five guys for dinner before that. So that should be a pretty decent, that's like, you know, beef. yeah, it's good. But it was just bitter all the way through the, the first one was amazing. The second one, had a lot of bitterness to it until probably and which cigar the, was it the, the DB two? Yeah, I still enjoyed most of it, but the, that first like half of the cigar, so the first third, and then the second, like the first half of the second third, was just like almost unbearable. I almost stopped smoking it, but I didn't want to. I mean, there, it was, there's there's a few things that I have found that, like I said, and but you, this this doesn't fall under what you said because you said you had a burger, but I found that if I eat Mexican food or anything super spicy, it kind of fucks with my palate a little bit. And like then when well, I smoke I had, cigars, they I had hot sauce and jalapenos on the on the burger, oh, a bunch well, of jalapenos. Yeah, I mean, was that? I, don't I know. found that anything super spicy like that kind of messes with my palate. And then if I smoke a cigar after, it tastes more peppery than it should, and hotter and kind of spicier and a little more bitter and it, it just kind of fucks with the flavor profile. If I've eaten anything super spicy, like, which is why I don't generally like to eat Mexican before I, I smoke a cigar. Um, so it could have been the jalapenos kind of might've messed your palate up a little bit. And then after you 
got through half of it and had time to really, you know, get your palate washed out good, then maybe it came back around. Um, that could have been it. Uh, you could have been smoking a cigar a little too hot. I don't think I was doing smoking that. a cigar hot. I'll make smoking a cigar hot. I'll make it bitter. Yeah, um, I've been there, done that. I don't think I, w- I don't think that was the issue. Could have been maybe, I don't know, but, but yeah, uh, going um, back to what you said a little earlier about pairing, uh, one thing I've enjoyed, especially like if I feel the cigar I'm smoking is a little, little much, I will go get like something like Ardbeg and, and it really just dumbs down the cigar to a point where it's like, you know, yeah, bearable. If it's a little more than what, <laughs> yeah, you know, if it's a little more than what you expected or not the flavor you were hoping for, whatever, that's what I've done. Uh-huh. If, if the cigar is just too much, I go grab the Ardbeg or Lafrog and, and go to town. So I think that's that's another really good tip is, yeah, I mean, you don't want to blow out your cigar unless you're not enjoying it the whole lot. If you're not enjoying it, put the thing out. Just walk away from it. But uh, if you're just maybe a little overwhelmed by it, maybe maybe pour something a little stronger. Yeah, like, get a little Ardbeg. Clean yeah. out the palate a little bit. Oh, I burn wouldn't call the, it cleaning out the palate, but burn kind of those disguise taste the palate. <laughs> yeah, just to, to, to change it a little bit. Overload them. I, th- I think newbies... Just going for from nut soup to nuts. Start by having a good meal, like you had said, so you don't get the nicotine sickness. Um, preferably a steak dinner, just because I found that those tend to enhance the flavors of most cigars best. Um, there's something about that meaty, savory fattiness of a good steak that doesn't disrupt a cigar the way hot food or spicy food or, or stuff like that. I find that dairy is often not great with cigars. Makes your phlegm kind of thick and your spit kind of weird because of the mm. dairy, and then it can make cigars a little, blech, you know. Um, depending on your your kind of level of things, whiskeys can be great with cigars, but if you know you're just learning how to uh, smoke a cigar and you really want to taste it, I would suggest just drinking it with some water, some sparkling water. A lot of times when people are are tasting cigars for reviews or they're writing a, a article on a cigar or they're doing like competitions or not competitions, but they're judging cigars and whatnot. They just have a little bit of water or sparkling water because they don't want to taint their palate. Um, that's going to be the way you get the flavors out of the cigar the best. I don't know if that's necessarily the best idea for a newbie because maybe you want a little bit of whiskey, like you were saying, to take the edge off a little bit because you're new to it. So just know that when you smoke a cigar with coffee or whiskey or anything like that, it is going to change the flavor of the cigar. It's not going to be the truest representation of that cigar. And if you really want the truest representation, stick with water and or some sparkling water or something light like that. Um, the, the other really, 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 really big tip, and you've mentioned smoking too hot lately, but the biggest tip is I, I had to look up, and this I have no shame because, I mean, I just didn't know. I had to look up how to smoke a cigar just to make sure I was doing it right. And what I learned is that I was just probably just a little too, too aggressive. Where, where was that sound bite? Hang on. Hang on. Here we it? go. I knew it was we're going to make it do a fucking night without Taylor's soundboard. <laughs> where, where is it? Where is it? Oh, you can't but, uh, find yeah, it. That's I mean, too you bad. You get aggressive on your sucking. <laughs> that was, that was Jeremy's reply. He said, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you could definitely get aggressive on your sucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, drawing too hard and i think too frequently and it was it was heating up the cherry and it was also tunneling really bad which i'll get to in a second but yeah and and it was just making everything a little too bitter and that's why i was like why is this this cigar mouth after the fact just so 
bad. Like I can't get rid of that taste. And uh, I yeah. actually had a little bit of that with that DB2 I smoked because it was so bitter. Maybe I was smoking that one a little fast. I don't think I was, but maybe I was. But the cigar mouth after the fact uh, was something that was a little interesting for me to deal with because I'd had it with a lot of cigars, but I hadn't, since I'd been smoking more and more, I didn't really have any bad after effects or anything. Like the one I smoked last night, I sat, I had a, um, a New World last night. No problem. But after like the DB2 or something I've smoked too hot. Like I wake up the next morning and it's all I can taste. It's everywhere, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's funny. Uh, and I do want to get to something else that we missed that I think is probably one of the most important things for newbies, but not most important, but it's a very important thing. A lot of newbies are completely unaware of, but um, it's funny when you asked me about that the first time, I think we covered this on a podcast before, but you said, how do I get rid of like the cigar taste? It's like, I still taste it the next morning. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Right. Well, that's why I say you might be too far gone because, like, yeah, I'm so numb to that cigar taste, I don't even notice it. Right, right. And you get so nuanced. It's no different than like drinking a bunch of whiskeys or even coffee. Like, you get so nuanced in your your palate that you know certain things and and you become so used to it. It's like being nose blind. Right. right? Like, if your house smells like shit 100% of the time, you don't Mm -hmm. really realize that after a while. But anyone who comes in is like, this place stinks. Like what the fuck is going on here? It smells like a bucket of dicks. <laughs> right. And I think it's the same thing where you're, you're so used to the, t- the taste. Um, I, I just saw somebody say, brush your teeth before you go to bed. No, what I'm talking about is like you brush your teeth, mouthwash, floss, like drink citrus and citrus is supposed to get rid of that flavor and taste. doesn't matter. I drink lemon water all the time. I drink lemon water after the fact, brush my teeth. I do everything. And I wake up and I still have it in my mouth. Only, mm-hmm if I've smoked a cigar like way too hot and right. And I know pretty soon after I finished cigar, finish the cigar that I've, I've done that. So that's something I've learned so, is, is slow down and, and don't and try to suck the end through, <laughs> you know, like just, just chill. You're not, you're not trying to suck start a Harley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Just Leave relax. It to Jeremy to uh, put things eloquently. Uh, no, I think it was cigars daily. I watched a video by him on, maybe it was him. I can't remember who it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was two guys sitting in a cigar lounge talking about like etiquette, cigar etiquette. And what they were saying is like, mm-hmm. when you draw, it's more like drinking something through a straw. Like you're not trying right. to like, you, no. you just kind of gentle and, and draw. I, I need to be careful about making a sound by here, but you, you just want to take a, a long I'm just going to stop because you're fucking putting the flag here and I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm just going to stop. I was actually trying to get it back to the right soundboard. The other point that I was going to make though, before we go too far into, cause I I'm trying to kind of keep this um, linear in the cigar smoking experience. Like what's a good pre pregame meal and through the cigar smoking experience as we're going just to kind of somewhat stay on task as much as we can for me. We've been all over the place. Another important thing about smoking cigars and people that don't know is just cutting them. Yeah, no, that was my next point. Right. I, I like pulled off the you, cutter. It, yeah. If, if you don't know how to cut a cigar, you can fuck that up. <laughs> so big time. I, and you, I love the your guy buddy did this, which I tell love, that story, Taylor. It's amusing. I love Jabin to death. The good kid, but we were, AB's uh, back. he was, uh, 
we were having our first little meeting at the cigar loft and he picks out a cigar. I think he said he'd smoked like one or two before pulls out the cutter, cuts the end off, lights that end. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, what are you and even doing? more confusing for people is some cigars are closed on both ends. <laughs> so yeah. some cigars will like this be closed on both sides. Yeah, this is so, that Hemingway I told you about earlier, the uh, work of art and the short story. They're both right. called perfectos. Is that right? Yep. So, yep. Some perfectos are closed on both ends. And then even a Parejo-type cigar, sometimes you'll have a closed foot, and then so it'll be closed on both ends. Yep. So this... I, you're, a little le- you're a little Lego, but but oh. yeah, I mean, it's it's closed on both ends. Uh, it's not... Shouldn't be totally closed on the other end. I don't think. Usually there's a little bit of a hole. Yeah, there's a little uh, bit of a hole, but this is called the nipple, I learned. Well, that's what I call it because it looks just like a little nipple, little Hershey yeah. Kiss nipple. But I, I, I looked up before I even decided to smoke this. I was going to smoke this last night, but I, I didn't. But I had to look up how to how to light it. Like, what do you what do you do? And this one is different, right? You yep. you just light the nipple, just a little bit of the nipple, you get it hot, light a little bit of the nipple. Some people will cut that off, um, but I, I think the, the well, proper learned, would be just to light it. Well, I learned why you don't cut the end off because you. I mean, other. The first little bit, you're actually just tasting the wrapper. Right. It's the same with a closed foot cigar, right? So some cigars, I don't think I have any with a closed foot. This is uh, also any with a closed foot. This is but also a Cameroon a, wrapper, which is, uh, I don't a, think all too. Uh, Cameroons are good. Yeah, I, I, I don't Cameroons. think that's all too common, is it? Cameroon uh, wrapper? I mean, it's not uncommon. AJ Fernandez has a, a New World Cameroon that has a Cameroon wrapper that's real good. It's like a, a green label cigar. But... um. <sighs> I, yeah, I really want to smoke even this right closed now. foot cigars. Right. <laughs> so sometimes it's not tapered like that, but they'll just the wrapper leaf will just wrap over the end of even like a Parejo, like a normal shaped cigar. The wrapper leaf will wrap over the end of it. And it's like a closed foot. And, you know, a lot of times when you light a cigar, a lot of people will toast it prior to what they call toasting the cigar before they go to lighting it, uh, which is just kind of like lightly charring the end of the cigar so it helps to get it even burn and get everything going. Um, but with a closed foot, a lot of times people will go right to the puff because they want to get that hit of just the wrapper so that they can really taste the flavor of that wrapper. Much so like right. those uh, Hemingways and other uh, Perfectos, a lot of people like to taste that heavy wrapper influence on the first couple puffs and they don't go to really toasting very much. They'll go right to the light. Well, there's a lot less but, to light but, there too, right? Well, yeah. Sometimes yeah, those are a little tricky to light because there's such a little bit of to light there that they don't want to get going right away sometimes. But um, the thing about the cutting, though, uh, you were saying your friend cut and then lit the other side, which is not fun, the other side, the he, cut he, side, which is funny. Yeah, he, yeah. But another big tip is don't cut too much of the cigar. You don't want to cut past the shoulder of the cigar, right? So the shoulder of the cigar on like a Parejo is where that curve is. You don't want... If you cut your cigar and that bitch is flat and there's no taper, then you've really cut too deep, right? Right. You don't, I did that with you, one of you them. You want to just, yeah, you just want to go. You, you're normally you can see the cap on a cigar. There will be little lines. Sometimes it's a single cap if it's like a Padron, or uh, sometimes they're double and triple caps. But you can see the little cap on the end of the cigar, and you don't want to cut past that because that's holding the end of the cigar together. And if you cut past that, sometimes you'll get unraveling issues where your cigar will unravel. And that's a real pain in the ass, which is why sometimes for beginners, a punch might be a better option, right? Because you can't, it's hard to fuck a punch up. I've still never used the the punch. Still never punched a a cigar. I always tell myself the next one punch. I've always told myself the next one I'm going to punch and then I never do it. It's, 
it's hard to fuck up a punch. Uh, punch on, is, is not a, is not a bad go to for a beginner. But on on something like this, like it, it, it's kind of harder for me to know where to cut on a torpedo. I was reading well, like a quarter inch, but I mean, you know, torpedoes are kind of tricky because it is different, right? Um, right. Usually, I'll cut as little as I can, and I'll take a draw off of it, like just a a, a dry, you know, just a, and then. If it's too stiff, I'll cut just a little bit more and I'll, and just cut until you, you get your draw where you want it. You got to be careful with those kind of cigars though, the to perfectos because they're tapered on both ends. So when you first draw on it, it's going to seem tight because you have a little right. air hole at the other end and it'll open up as the cigar kind of goes. Yeah. And that's, um, that's one thing about this what, that I think makes it so interesting is it, it's tapered. So it tapers out and then back in and your draw and everything changes throughout the smoke. You know, it right. just changes throughout. Um, and then they said this is much more intense because it is a really short torpedo too. So I, I really want to test this out. I haven't, it's been, been calling my name. I should have just smoked it last night, but it'd be a good one. Uh, AB just said, uh, he loves a punch. Uh, does, does that, does that make him a beginner? No, no, Alec, that definitely does not make you a beginner. I think a it lot does. Of very, I, I think it does. A lot of very, <laughs> a lot of very seasoned guys love a punch. Um, a punch is probably the cleanest way to, to, cut a cigar you're there's very little risk of fucking it up if you don't like the only way you can fuck a punch up is if it's not a sharp punch and you really cram it in there like hard and like pulls well you can you can crack your wrapper right so what i was you were talking about this one time um doing like multiple punch multiple punches Mm -hmm, on the end uh somebody said like a mickey mouse but i don't have enough room for that on most of these like most of these are like it depends on the cigar yeah. So a lot of times if you do a single punch, depending on the size of your punches, right? So some punches are pretty fat and they'll take out a huge hunk out of the end of the cigar. And then you don't normally have to do that. But with some smaller uh, diameter punches, you'll punch it one time and the draw is just not quite right, right? Still a little stiffer than you want. And then if it does, you can just go over to the right or left a little bit. Or some people do the Mickey Mouse where they'll go up above it and imagine like the shape of Mickey Mouse ears on top and another circle. Um, and it, it's just giving you more open area at the end of the cigar to loosen the draw up a little bit. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, sometime. some of the most seasoned cigar smokers out there, AB's talked about it. He does it all the time. Uh, AB, Cigar Alec, that's what I'm calling him AB, but his name's Alec. They just thumbnail it, man. They'll just take yeah, their just thumbnail. the cap. And, and just, yep, just pop the cap off of their thumbnail and, and get to smoking. Um, I don't know if How I'm a you? beginner if I'd go that route because you got a pretty high chance of just ripping the fucking hole into the cigar. <laughs> yeah. but I've, I mean, I've I would used say a knife. punch is probably. I've used a knife. Uh, in a knife. I've Very seen some old timers take out a fucking slip joint and, and dude, they'll V cut that bitch like wow, wow, two little cuts and that thing's got a perfect V cut on it. I'm like, holy so, shit. So that's the other thing that uh, a, a little tip for beginner. I think getting a good cutter is, is a, mm-hmm. a very good starting point. I mean, I started with a very good cutter, the Calibri SV cutter. Yep. It's oh, a great cutter. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> My iPad's here. And f- for some reason that activated Siri, but, uh, yeah, so this is nice because you have both options, but uh, I, I never really know. I, I've not been able to decide if I like just a straight cut or a V cut better. V cut is way harder to mess up because it, uh, at least with with this one, I, I say it is because there's no gauging. You just st- stick that thing in there and, and cut. Yep. Right. Where you can I'll get say it that that can fuck stuff, up, but where I'll say that can fuck up is if you cut too small of a ring gauge cigar with the V cut. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. put you put like a Lancero in there 
and snip it, you're going to cut the whole fucking end of the cigar off <laughs> right. because the Calibri particularly is a deep V. They call it a deep V because it does do a pretty deep it's, cut it's on deep. a cigar. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Uh, it takes a lot of the guesswork out. If it's the right gauge cigar, right. You, you pretty much can't fuck it like, up. Like your standard, like any of these, these are all about 50 ring gauge, like all yeah. of them. 50 so ring gauge, 54. Up to a 60 even. You can even cut a 60 with this, and it won't fit all the way down in there, but it'll still get a little V out of the middle and, and get you get you going. Let's test that, I, I do I'll just light this thing up. Um, Actually, it fits perfectly. I, yeah. Perfect. I think a 50 to a 54 is probably exactly what this circle here is, probably somewhere between no, look a 50 at that. and a 54. Can you even see me right now? No, you're pretty legoed. Oh. Nope. Oh, I can see. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool when you're part of the team. One Taylor day I will have, a Lego. They all have internet again. One day. Um, so somebody just said, and it's a great fidget toy. I agree, dude. This is like one of the most fidgety. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? No, so fidget. good fidget is something that doesn't make Alex yell at me. I, flip, I did this like three times, and she's like, never again. Stop. Now. I, I disagree. I think a good fidget has to annoy people, or it's not a good fidget toy. <laughs> <laughs> but um there are also there's a couple other tips that i've heard people say one of them i don't always agree with um one of the tips a lot of people use to tell newbies how to cut a cigar is i don't have a normal cutter all i have is a one of these but anyway the premise is to open your cutter if you're doing a straight cut open your cutter where's where's where at where you guys can see this Open your cutter. You put it flat down. Now, this is not the right cutter, to, but I'm just, for example. Open your cutter, put it flat on the table like that, then put your cigar down in there, and then cut it, right? Because, because it's flat on the table, you're only going to be able to go so deep, and then it'll gauge how deep you cut the cigar, right? That sounds like a horrible tip. Well, a lot of people recommend <laughs> it, and if you've got a normal thin cutter, well, thin it works one, yeah. pretty well. This one it works is, pretty well. This one's gauged too, the S V cutter. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it's got the backing for the V cut side stops right. the cigar from going in too far. So you can only go in so far. But I found on some cigars that that's a little too deep. So it is there a was too deep. there was one that I just I threw it in there and cut and it was past the shoulder. Yeah. Right. So, so you a have lot to be a little careful. Do with that. that trick. But I found that with certain cutters you have to be careful, like you were saying, because if it's a thick cutter you can go too deep that way, which is why I don't always recommend that to everybody because just watch what you're doing. You can't. Yeah. Just um, look for the, the right mark. Look for the cap. What I've been doing with my straight cut, if I do a straight cut, is I go just on the inside of the cap because I think that's a pretty safe bet on most that yeah. I've seen is just go yeah. in, just inside the cap. and Yep. Just go just above where you see the edge of that cap and then snip and yep. you're good. Um, they also, there's a very cheap cutter that I recommend to a lot of people. It's very inexpensive and it's great. It's called a Cuban crafters, perfect cutter. And it's just a standard cutter, but it's got a flat backstop in it to where you can't go too deep. And it literally only takes just the perfect amount out of, it's not like this one where, because there's a groove, so you can cut a little too deep on the wrong ring gauge. The perfect cutter has like a solid flat backstop in it. So like no matter what ring gauge cigar, you cannot cut it too deep. Like it's a hard stop. Um, so, you know, just point is newbies, just mine your, your end of your cigar, pay attention to what you're doing. Don't cut past the, the cap. Um, and when you're pulling on it, 
long and slow, buddy. Just take long, slow pulls on it. You want to enjoy it. It's not, you're not trying to hot box it. It's not a cigar. It's not a cigarette and you're on a five minute smoke break. Taylor's completely frozen by the way. So I'm just going to keep talking. You're not on a five minute smoke smoke break at work and trying to huff down a Marlboro red. Um, just take it easy, long, slow pulls on it and enjoy it. That's what it's for. So that way. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor says sound bite. Yeah. I'm, 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 Taylor's probably locked up because he's too busy flagging the audio so that he can make sound bites out of me talking about taking long, slow pulls on stuff. <laughs> uh, AB says Taylor's hurting his feelings. Oh, he wasn't. You know what, man? I don't, we might could, I don't know. Taylor's having issues, but I could maybe send you a link if you want to jump on here for uh, a few. Um, if you're able, um, we could always see if that's a possibility. Taylor, you might have to go to hotspot tonight, son. You're fucking. I, I just switched. That's why I went huh? away. That's why I went away. Oh, you did. Oh, really? Yeah. Normally, your hotspot comes back pretty clear. You're still pretty legoed. One um, second. I'll AB right says it's a different uh, his feelings are hurt that he wasn't brought on as a guest tonight because we're talking about cigars. Because Alec definitely has a lot of good tips. Um, and I told him, I said, if he's available, we could probably send him a link real quick, and he could jump on for a little while. Yeah, if he wants to, um, let me go grab my hotspot. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, yeah, Alec, if you're, um, around man and you're near a computer and you can jump on, um, let me know and we'll, we'll send you a link and you can jump on for a few and talk some stuff to the folks about cigars and tips from a proper cigar professional. You know what I'm saying? So just let me know in the chat if, if you're around and you can jump on, if not, it's no big deal, man. I know you might be at home just chilling. So, but just let us know. Get old AB on here for a few. So thanks, buddy, for jumping on real yeah. quick. I'm sorry we can't do yeah. the video um, portion, but like I was telling him, I don't, know, I don't know if you heard me uh, when we were talking. I definitely want to have you back on one night and do like a proper video version with you on and, and talk about your cigars and cigars and all your thought. Maybe we'll do like a best way to taste a cigar or some shit. I don't know. Some other kind of cigar-based uh, Whatever you guys want to do, I'm in. But I, I do got to say, Jeremy, I listened to all your advice tonight. You know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, thanks. See? See, I'm not an idiot. Well, no. I think we've never disagreed on anything no. when it comes to cigars. No, that's the thing that me and Alec get along. And uh, I'll, I'll throw a little hint out there. And Alec, if, I, I hope you don't get mad that I say this, but Alec is working on doing a Jeremy blend. We're, we're, we're blending a cigar. We're going to put out a... Um, Jeremy Sire cigar. I don't know what we're going to call it. We'll have to come up with a cool name, not just call it Jeremy Sires because that's boring. Um, but Alec was the perfect person to do that with because A, I mean, AB cigars are great. We all know that. Come on. Uh, and B, me and Alec's palates are so similar when it comes to cigars. It's not even funny. Like we love a lot of the same stuff. So it made really sense. Do. It made sense that I was like, this is the guy that's going to hit the nail on the head with, you know, having it the way that uh oh look taylor put in like a little oh he's got the kintsugi on there i don't can you still see the stream uh alec are you watching i can it? see it but it's just a little bit behind but i see it now that's super cool taylor uh, put the little yeah. put the the kintsugi by the way is there uh is it out yet have you guys dropped it it launched a few days ago a few? it hit stores a few days ago how's it doing oh, i mean the first two production runs are sold out already so and people are loving it i'm getting texts from everyone saying how much they're enjoying it which is great dude it's a great cigar you sent me a couple pre uh or i mean i got a couple 
I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. I, I got a couple somehow, some pre-releases. Uh, I got them through a person. I don't know who. It definitely wasn't Alec that sent them to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, they were fantastic. It's uh, You guys did a hell of a job. But that, so, that, so the production is actually even better than the pre-release ones, I think. So I can't wait for you to try the production. Oh, dude, I'm pumped. So I can't wait for Taylor to try it, too, because I doubt Taylor has had an Alec Bradley yet. Dude, and here's, he did have a I Tempest. Had, I, I had a Tempest. Right? And... It was uh, one of those that I was still just smoking way too hot. So I need another one. I got to go back to my, my shop and pick up another and try it again. So that's a perfect segue, Taylor. Yeah. Alec, yeah. What, what tips do you have for uh, anything that we haven't said that you can think of that, that you think that you know, new cigar smokers potentially fuck up when they're, when they're smoking cigars? I missed part of the stream because I ate dinner, but the one thing I will say is if you if your cigar is going out constantly, you're obviously smoking too slow. And if your cigar is either charring on you or is just getting super bitter from you from smoking too fast, you have to find that perfect medium. Mm-hmm. I'm one that smoke, I love I love to smoke fast, right? I, and I have to mentally make myself slow down because mm-hmm. no, it doesn't matter what brand you're smoking. If you're smoking too fast or too slow, you're either going to have some charring or some uh, weird issues if you smoke too fast and it's going to go out if you smoke too slow. Well, and you know, it's funny you say that, uh, I've heard a lot of people, uh, in the cigar kind of realm talk about with, and each cigar is different, right? You have to find Mm -hmm. that happy spot in a cigar, right? Yeah. So if you have thick tobacco in the cigar, you're going to want to smoke a little bit faster just because, Thick tobacco tends to go out a lot easier. So and if you have very thin tobacco, like a, like a Connecticut wrapper, even if the uh, binder or filler, you're using a lot of secos or even maybe some thinner visos, you want to, you want to smoke a little bit slower. So, so, so something like a, a, a um, Connecticut broadleaf, which is usually a pretty thick, dark brown, leathery type wrapper. That's one you can probably get away with huffing on a little faster. Exactly. Yeah. So a good way for well, Taylor to come back you know, the smoking fast is get something that's a little bit thicker in terms of, uh, tobacco. Well, well and you I know, think a big part of my Taylor problem was, was also in the beginning is they go out, but I'm, I don't think I'm smoking too slow. I mean, I could be, but my problem I think is that it was a, it was a multifaceted thing. I think I wasn't fully lighting, which is something we'll come back to. Cause that, that's something I want to touch on, but it was that paired with being outside and sometimes humid. I think that Alec Bradley that I smoked was when it was, I was talking to you and I think it was when that fog rolled in and it was just damp outside. So it was like yeah. 30 degrees and, like, and damp. Oh, well, yeah. Cause and Tempest, damp. Tempest has, uh, not, I don't want to say thinner tobacco, but more on the medium side. So when you have a lot of humidity that you're adding to that, it's going to go out easier with any cigar, obviously it's going to go out easier just because you have all that humidity. Right. So I well, have the, yeah, that's the what I was telling him of only being able to smoke outside right now, unless I go to the smoke loft, which it's after they close. So I, yeah, kind of, kind of stuck, but it is what it is. Well, that's what I was telling Taylor the night that he was smoking that he's like, man, I'm, I'm having a really hard time with the cigar. He goes, but a really thick fog just rolled in. Do you think that's affecting it? I'm like, Oh dude, absolutely. Yeah. Cigars are like big sponges, right? Yeah. So if you're, yeah. you're if, if you're in a super humid environment, like a thick fog rolls in, that cigar is going to immediately start just pulling in all that moisture. And you're probably going to get tunneling because the outside of the cigar is going to get humid faster than the inside. So the inside is going to be burning faster than the outside. And you're going to get all these fucked up, weird smoke burning issues and stuff. And that's so much about cigars. It's very impressive. (laughs) See, look, see, you hear that Taylor? Listen, 
Listen, I don't I just want to. I don't believe anything Jeremy says. So, <laughs> dude, I've been smoking okay, cigars for Jeremy twenty years. Me. Well, that's why uh, when that's, that's why when people been, try to call me out on videos and say stuff, I'm like, look, bitch. I've probably been smoking cigars longer than you've been alive. So <laughs> you may or may not agree with what I'm saying because some of it's just personal preference, but don't tell me that I'm don't know what I'm talking about. Your, your age is showing. That's the one thing I will say when people disagree with you, it's always on personal preference stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. And that's another note actually. That's that's I, I tell this to people when they with whiskey all the time too, right? Like when people are trying to, I've had a lot of people ask me like, how do you pull out flavors in a cigar? How do you pull out flavors in a whiskey and do this and do that? And one of my things I tell people oftentimes is, yeah, it does take time to develop your palate, but also like there is no wrong answer, right? Like if you are smoking a cigar and you taste whatever it is that your brain is telling you that tastes like, whatever your brain connects to that flavor, just write it down. That That's correct. There is no wrong yeah. answer. Yeah, no one's tasting soggy waffles or... What were you saying, Taylor? Sorry about that. I said, how many times do you think Jeremy's tasted truly and not written that down just, down. just for the, just for the <laughs> sake of the argument? <laughs> I've certainly, what flavor. I've never tasted truly. I wouldn't even know what that shit tastes. Do they have different flavors of truly? I don't even know. I thought it was all one thing like Zima. It's <laughs> no. not. There's like multiples. No, there's lots of flavors. Oh, well, that makes it even fucking worse. It's probably all fruity shit too, isn't yeah. it? The best part is, fucking... I bet you would like it if you tried he it. He probably would. I'm sure. Here's he the thing. Would. I'm sure I would, right? It probably tastes like a fucking fruit drink, like a fruit soda, like a grape soda or something. Like, I'm sure it's good. It's just, I mean, get the fuck out of here. If you want to drink something, drink some whiskey, man. Like, truly, come on, dude. <laughs> um, I wish you could see the, the whiskey around me right now. This is my first drink in two weeks, so I, I've been missing it. Oh, dude, Alec uh, is not only a cigar aficionado, uh, even though I kind of hate that word a little bit, aficionado, but um, hey. but uh, he's also quite the bourbon guy, and whiskey in general. He has a quite vast collection of bourbons and scotches. Um, so not only is his, his, his palate is very diverse when it comes to cigars, but he's just about equally as good with the whiskeys. Nice. That was very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Well, he was on, he, it was funny. He was on an episode of the bourbon junkies where they did pairings. And I think your pairing won, didn't it? Yeah, I should, I should stomp them. <laughs> <laughs> God love the junkies, man. I love those guys, but yeah, you did come out victorious on that one. Um, yeah, I just like that. Anyway, they, were, so, they were siding with me on things as I was trolling. So I am <laughs> predisposed to really like those guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I'm trying to think of anything else, Alec, that you might, you know, tips for beginners. Well, you, you covered cutting, which I, I love um, the tip that you gave on putting the uh, cutter down on the table. That's a great pro tip for a beginner to use those thin straight cuts to to learn how to cut a cigar that way. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen a lot of people use it. I've taught a lot of people that way. Mm -hmm. The analogy of, of which I don't want to sound by me either, but uh, smoking a cigar like bringing water through a straw. Mm -hmm. is actually how I teach people to learn how to smoke cigars. That's how I taught Bradley, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was a great tip. And then lighting is really a personal preference, but you can really screw up a cigar by lighting it improperly. You can. If, if you get, like, especially in my opinion, if you don't get it, I feel like to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alec, but overcooking the end is probably less of a sin than undercooking it and only lighting half the cigar. So one thing that we always do in our office is we actually intentionally half light cigars mm -hmm. just to make sure that everything catches up properly. Because a good cigar, if you only light half of it, 
should be able to catch up no matter what. Really? Unless you're, yeah, unless you're in some weird circumstance where you're outside and there's a lot of wind or you're on your motorcycle, smoking your cigar or whatever, like in the car with the windows down, you could have an issue then. Mm-hmm. But if you're inside smoking a cigar and you light, you know, three quarters of it, it should catch up on its own. They're made to do that. Awesome. Well, see, yeah. and that's why you have the cigar professionals on the show because they tell you shit like that. That's something that I didn't know because historically speaking, I've always told people like, make sure you get it lit good because if you don't, you're not. I mean, get- you definitely should. It's just a test that we do to make sure that our cigar has quality control. Right. That's just straight quality control. Yeah. yeah. Because you're, you're by lighting the whole end equally, you're just giving it the best shot at not doing weird shit, right? Yeah, also, why, why smoking would you indoors. want to intentionally <laughs> not give yourself the best experience? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, overcooking a cigar, you know, and, you know, this is a curious thing that, um, and I don't know if this directly relates to newbies, but, you know, some people get super bougie about what they light their cigar with, right? Like, yeah, we talked about this one. Right. Like, people get so butthurt if they see me light a cigar with a Zippo. And I don't mean like a Zippo, like the one I've got here tonight, which is a jet, which is butane. It's fine. But if they see you light it with a typical Zippo insert, that's lighter fluid, they're like, Oh, you've ruined it. That's the whole cigars tainted now. And blah, 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 blah. You've got to only light it with a fucking cedar spill that was cut on a full moon and dried on the West side of a mountain. And you've got to dry. I mean, it, People get ridiculous with it, right? I personally don't notice a huge difference. As long as you get it lit well, the... The, the one thing I, I will add on this is no matter what you use, it's going to add some kind of flavor to your cigar, right? Even butane, which is supposed to burn the cleanest, still adds a little something. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, does it really matter? If you don't care, do it however you want it because it's just about smoking a cigar and enjoying it the way that you like to enjoy it, right? Right. But... If you can taste it, like when you light with a cedar spill, you're going to taste cedar on your first however many puffs. Just going to happen. Uh-huh. But or for some people they will, some people they won't. It just it just depends on you know if you're even paying attention to that. Right. But at the end of the day, it's just about enjoying the cigar the way you like to enjoy it. And I don't fault anyone for the way that they enjoy cigars. It doesn't really affect me in any way. So right. Whatever. And if. I'll let a cigar with whatever I can get my hands on. Right. So fucking fire. I don't, I, <laughs> there there I, have been yeah, many exactly. times use, where I'm sitting by my fire pit and I'm like, I really need to touch this up. I really just want to like lean down, but and I'm also <laughs> well, like the main, uh, the, like, the main, <laughs> the main scary part about that is catching your beard on fire. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like trying not to fucking, you're like, I put so much beard oil in my beard that like I, I could have a Michael Jackson moment at any time. Right. It's like a big fucking torch. So I have to be extremely careful, but I think it's funny that the guys that are super bougie and like to light their cigar with a cedar spill. I'm glad you mentioned that a cedar spill imparts as much flavor change on a cigar as a Zippo does. It's just different, right? Well, I fucking so, love cedar. So I really kind of want to try that because, because sure. Cedar is and just, I mean, that's such a good smell. I don't know about taste, but it's such a good smell. Well, and that's, smell. and that's well, you know, that's one of the reasons they put it in humidors right. and stuff. Right. Cause it's, right. it, it has a good uh, smell to it, but it definitely, I've lit cigars with the cedar spill to see what the whole hubbub was about. And I taste that cedar spill in a cigar stronger and longer than I do taste the Zippo fluid from a Zippo. Um, so I think it's so funny that they're saying you can't, you've tainted the cigar by lighting it with a Zippo yet. They'll light it with a cedar spill, which is still tainting it just in a different way. 
So yeah, I mean, I've lit my cigar with a natural gas stove before. So (laughs) dude, anything you can, if if it's hot and it'll get that tobacco cooking, fucking use it. That's my opinion. (laughs) I mean, I've used car lighters. I've used anything I need to get my hands on. Dude, a car lighter. Do do they still have those anymore? I mean, I definitely remember car lighters. uh, I've not seen one in a long time. Very, very well, but I haven't seen one in a car in years. I used to do it in my car all the time. Is that still a thing? Are there any cars that actually still have those? Yeah. And when I had a Honda Accord, I did that all the time in the car. Mine doesn't. My Tacoma didn't even have one. And it was a twenty. I mean, they've still got the ports, right? All cars. Well, that's what we yeah, use for because that's what you use to charge shit with, right? But um, mm-hmm. but uh, they don't normally come with a lighter. They just have a little cap on it now. Most, I mean, my truck's like that. It's got two of them, but they both got just little caps on them that you flip down when you want to charge something. A lot of newer cars have USB ports in them. Um, Dude, mine has a freaking one hundred and twenty volt inverter. I've got, I've got one more inverter. tip for beginners, and then I'll jump off. Okay, shoot. Let's hear it. So a lot of people when they're new smokers think that a cigar might be too strong for them at the beginning. Uh-huh. And a lot of times what they're equating with strength is actually an abundance of flavor. So a cigar might just be too flavorful for a newer palate at the beginning. Like if you drink higher proof whiskey versus something that's about 80 proof, the, the amount of flavor that it imparts on the palate is just overwhelming. So just be careful. You're not equating nicotine strength with an abundance of flavor. Alec, that is actually, and that's why we had you call in, man. That's actually a genius call. And another thing I would add to that is don't judge a cigar right off the rip because a lot of times the first quarter to half inch of a cigar is very different than what it settles into after it's had some time to warm up. Yeah. And, and your, your palate kind of gets used to you're smoking, right? So after the first several draws, you kind no, of agree. Yeah, you should always give a cigar an inch before judging it just because your palate doesn't need time to acclimate 100%. I actually mentioned that, I think, in my last, uh, when I was doing a review of the uh, 101, um, the uh, Death Bucket 2, is that, um, you know, I the first third of a cigar isn't always my best tasting notes because oftentimes... It really in that second third is to me when a cigar really comes to life. Like it usually gets that's the sweet spot when it really starts getting good. Is in like the last part of the first third, beginning of the second third is when it really starts hitting its stride, in my opinion. I completely agree. And because of the way that cigars are rolled, mm-hmm. um, the tobacco that is in the foot of the cigar is going to be a little bit harsher just because of the way that the plant grows and the way that they lay the tobacco in the cigar. Oh. So sometimes it takes, a, that's, that's why a lot of people say that cigars are front loaded, mm-hmm. but actually it's just a little bit of extra, maybe like flavor or harshness might be in the foot just because it's how they've done it forever. Or that's how they've always done it. And it could embark, like, impart a little more bitterness or whatever it may be at the beginning of that cigar. So sometimes that's why it takes an inch whilst like, getting into the cigar for you to get to more nuanced flavors. See, so, and that's why you have a cigar professional on here. Cause I, he's saying shit that I see what I'm saying. That's good information well, right see, there. It's, it's funny. You say that because I was going to disagree with what you said. I watched your video and I was like, no, I, for me, like as a, the, from the perspective of a beginner, it's always been like the first three or four draws where I get the most flavor, which is kind of in, in, in tune with what you said, but, that's where I taste the most. And then once I get into the middle and it, and it may be me smoking outside and having struggles with humidity and stuff. Uh, but 
I always tend to have like flavor drop off towards the middle and, and it's probably cause I'm sitting here relighting and having trouble with it. But for me so far right. as, no, 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 as a newbie, absolutely correct. That'd be- you're always going to have the most flavor at, at, on, at, on the light always. Okay. Well that, cause in the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It, it, the middle is when it kind of, to me, hits its sweet spot, meaning all the, and Taylor, to, to, to somewhat agree with what you're saying, the middle is when all the flavors start playing together and everything kind of rounds off usually and smooths out and everything gets good and you start getting the more nuanced flavors and everything gets happy. Like Alec was saying in the beginning, it's very punchy and strong usually. And potentially for a new palate, that's when you're, you know, getting all these flavors that maybe toward the middle you're you're not picking up on because right. your palate's not very right. nuanced. I think that's yet. exactly what I'm. Punchy is the best word for it. Mm-hmm. And see, I, the punchy is the punchy's part is the part that I'm like, eh, it's okay, but I like it once it kind of rounds off a little bit and I can start pulling some flavors out. Because when I'm writing down, sitting down with a cigar to take notes, because I'm doing a review on a cigar, it's really hard in that first third for me because it's there's so much shit going on and it's all very loud. <laughs> right. So usually like in the first third, you're getting like only a couple of the notes that you'll end up getting in a cigar. Like you might get leather, earth, pepper, like that's all you get in the first third. But then after it warms up and it smooths out and everything rounds off, starts playing, that's when you start going, Oh no, actually there's a little bit of chocolate in there and there's a little bit of fucking berry or whatever. Berry's kind of rare, except for that awesome cigar. Uh, Alec rolled for the bourbon junkies had a really sweet fruit note in it. Um, by the way, I know those are sold out, but God damn, those were good cigars. Um, <laughs> but, but that's when you start getting these nuanced flavors because the flavors aren't as punchy and everything's a little coming, coming around a little, more, I guess is the best way to put it. Absolutely. So, well, Alec, I appreciate you, brother. This was a last minute thing. And I appreciate you like on a whim, just jumping on here. But for everybody that, doesn't know this is Alec Bradley or Alec Rubin from Alec Bradley cigars. If you guys have not had Alec Bradley cigars, definitely go grab some. If you're, if you're drinking, he's just got the Kensugi that just came out. We were talking about the fantastic cigar. It's kind of sold out right now. Apparently if you're a coffee person and you love coffee, we've all talked about it before a magic toast, man. It's one of the best coffee cigars out there. It's just fan fucking tastic with a cup of coffee. That is a great cigar, not to mention many other ones. I mean, you guys have a whole book of a ton of great cigars. Uh, Taylor just threw a link to alecbradley.com in the chat. So definitely go give those guys a little love. Say thank you to Alec for jumping on and dropping some knowledge on the folks. Yeah, it's been good. It's good to hear directly from you. Taylor, Jeremy, thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. And uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. So I'm keep watching. I'll be in the chat. All right, buddy. I appreciate you, man. And we'll definitely have you on for a full episode soon. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Sounds great. I would love that. And I'm going to go brother. get another Tempest and smoke it at the loft to get a, give it a yeah. fair shake. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, Have brother. One, I appreciate you, brother. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Let me, let me For an impromptu, it was a little bumpy getting it going. We had to work out some technical details, but overall, I think it was worth the trouble because... It's good to hear from him directly because it was somebody I can trust. well it's you know and that's why we say we want to have some guests on the podcast because as much as i'm an expert in my i shouldn't say as much as i'm an expert but as much as i'm very knowledgeable on certain topics and as much as you're very knowledgeable on certain topics it's always good to have true experts in the field right like people that do this shit all day long to to drop some knowledge and, and give some good information to people right uh just because of that i tried not to talk too much because i knew that i was gonna echo through your shit so right no i think it might not be too bad because 
if everybody's talking at once and stuff, it's not too bad. And if you didn't say too, too much, then you only have to edit out your talking. So hopefully yeah. the edit won't be too bad. Yeah. Hopefully not. But uh, I'm going to go grab another beer. I'll be right back. All right, word. So, but yeah, another big thank you to Alec for dropping in, brother. I appreciate you. Um, again, if you guys haven't tried any of their cigars, Magic Toast, man. That's all I got to say. That cigar is so fucking good. And the Kintsugi is really good, but I guess it's really hard to get that right now. Um, trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head right now. I smoke so many of their cigars and you know, I have this problem a lot. I smoke so many cigars that people are like, Oh, do this or say it. And I'm like, fuck, I can't even think of a cigar name right now because it's like overload in my brain. I have too many brands to think of. What is that other Prinsadio? That's the other really good uh, Alec Brad. Oh, the, you know, Oh, speaking of the black market, you know, it's funny. Um, I, the first time I had a black market, which is one of their most popular cigars, I did not like it. And I even told Alec that I'm like, dude, I love you. I love most of what you guys do. I'm not into the fucking black market. It's just not my jam. Um, and then he was like, well, I get it. It's cool. Like not everybody likes everything. He goes, that one does have some weird tobacco in it that, that hits people's palates weird. And, and I'm not always into that. Um, then I went and I tried some more. It had been years since I had a black market and I loved it. I was, I had to, I called him. I'm like, Alec, I'm, I apologize. I, Alec, you're very welcome, brother. Thank you again for coming on. Um, I had to apologize to Alec Bradley. I said, dude, why do I keep calling him Alec Bradley? It's Alec Rubin. Fuck. Bradley is his brother. They're called Alec Bradley because those are the two brothers, Alec and Bradley. It's okay. Jesus Christ. It's okay. I was talking about him the other day and I said, Alec Ryan. I don't. <laughs> no, it's, it's Alec Rubin, yeah. the Rubin family. They're Rubens. Uh, Alec and, they're called Alec Bradley cigars because they're named after him, Alec, and his brother, Bradley. Alec and Bradley. Um, but, uh, I had to call and apologize. I'm like, dude, I gave the black market a hard time. I love it. And that's another good example or another good tip for newbies. If you don't like a cigar, don't write it off. Yeah. Don't smoke it for a while. Cause maybe it's not your jam right now, but your palate constantly changes and evolves as you get deeper into these things. And, uh, something you really don't like you end up really enjoying. And, and the reverse of that too. I mean, if we're touching on like other things like whiskey, I loved Lafroy. And actually I want to, I want to come back to that because uh, a few months ago or a few weeks ago, a few episodes back, I should say, I was talking about Lafroy and how I didn't like it nearly as much as I used to. Right. I said uh -huh. that on stream because I bought a bottle and drank it on stream and I'm like, it's not as good as it used to be. That's not true. What it is, is the, uh, the Lafroy isn't as good as I, if I drink it with other Isla scotches. If I stick to just Lafroig, it tastes great. I love it. But when mm -hmm. I start mixing in like the um, Port Charlotte and Ardbeg and, and switching the scotches. <laughs> it's a I'm very like, different kind of peat. It's yeah, scotch. I'm like, I don't like it anymore. But it's all about like, the, like there's definitely a perspective there that changes once you uh, introduce other flavor palettes with that one whiskey. For sure. So for sure. I think it, it, it would also go to or stand to reason that if you didn't like a cigar, it may also be what you've had before you smoked it, while you smoked it. it there's a lot of factors yep. at play. And that's why I didn't want to say I didn't like that Alec Bradley Tempest because I know that there was the fog. I was outside. It was like 30 degrees or 35 degrees or whatever. And there was a lot going on that affected that cigar. Mm -hmm. And I told you myself I wanted to try another one before I, 
I even tried right. to decide whether I like it or not. And I tried two of those Camacho rum barrels. I had one at the cigar loft and I had one at home and both of them were definitely a little more intense than what I was used to. Well, and, and that is a very good point. Um, what don't give a cigar one chance. Anytime you get a cigar buy two or three, right? Because you made a very good point in the fact of what you had before, what you're drinking it with the meal you had before, what kind of fucking day you're having. Like if you got a cold, if your nose is a little stuffy, there's about a million things that will greatly impact the way that cigar tastes to you and things that you don't think you like on a different day after a different meal, you might find that you fucking really love it. <laughs> so definitely don't judge too harsh, too quickly. Give things a, a second try. Um, just real quick for the people because they always like to know what we're drinking. Uh, I started with the Glen Morangi, but I'm going to try a little easy lover. Focus, you bitch. Over here. Where is it? <laughs> I'm not far enough over. I'm not far. There it is. Easy lover. Come on. This is a uh, Scotch malt whiskey. I've talked about these guys on the channel. I had them in the gift guide. Um, we won't go into They're great single uh, barrel picks of really awesome scotches at full cast strength, unfiltered, uncut. This is a, an 11 year Highland ex bourbon hogshead. Then second cast in a heavy char new Oak hogshead um, cask hogshead cask Taylor. It's not like an actual hogshead. So <laughs> uh, I saw something pop um, up on Reddit today since we're on the topic real quick, little, little aside. Yeah. Um, there are two whiskeys, two scotches, Isla scotches mm -hmm. that I didn't know this, but at the, I, I didn't know this before today. Um, Lagavulin, right? Lagavulin mm -hmm. 16. And then there's Kaila 12. Kaila? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Uh, I've actually got a barrel strength Kaila from Scotch uh, Malt Whiskey well, back there. It's if awesome. you get the 12 year and the Lagavulin uh, 16, they're actually peated mm -hmm. with the same peat. They, they, they're all the materials basically that they use are the exact same within reason, I think. What uh -huh. you're tasting in the differences of those scotches are the mm -hmm. barrels. Right. That, that's a huge influence. And I want to try influence. them now. I, I've not seen Kalila in my local ABC. So I need to try to find a bottle, but I want to try them side by side. Just Kuila. Somebody says it's Kuila. Maybe it is. I don't know what it it's, is. It's, it's Kalila is how you actually, Kalila. me and Allison actually looked at, we actually looked up the, the pronunciation. It's Kalila, but how you pronounce it. Regardless, I want to try them side by side now. That's something uh, for sure. Yeah. Because I know um, that because I know that really the main differences between those are the barrels, which is, uh, which is really cool. Well, I mean that that's the main difference of in a, a lot, right? Like you'll have a lot of distilleries that they're using the exact same mash bill, the exact same everything. And the only difference is how they much they charred the barrel or with scotches. If it's a, a new Oak, a second use Oak, uh, heavily chart like there's all kinds of variables in the barrel that is what makes the whiskey what it is yep. the the raw spirit can be the same and you can get 30 different types of whiskey or flavors of whiskey with the exact same spirit going in and get something different out based on you know age hell based on where it's at in the fucking warehouse right. get that shit you can have one aging on the bottom rack and on the top rack and it comes out totally different with the exact same spirit and that's why they mix that's why they usually mix right which is what's cool about scotch malt because 
and I've talked about this, you usually get a blended product. It's a, still a single malt, but it's a blended product because they, they blend it together for a uniform flavor. So you don't get these really interesting one-off barrels, which is what you get with Scotch malt. Like I have a single barrel, barrel strength pick of Kalila back there. That is fucking phenomenal. I'll actually send you a sample of it when I send you the samples for the Bourbon Junkies yeah, podcast. When, when are those coming? Actually, I need to do that like this week because we're going to fuck up and, and miss it again. Um, I need to make sure the junkies have sent their samples out and I'll send the samples out to just, you guys. Uh, uh, announcement just, right now. We're not doing the bourbon junkies podcast next week because Jeremy, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not just Jeremy, the bourbon. We all forgot to send each other samples. Like the bourbon junkies haven't sent theirs. I haven't sent mine and we can't do it without the fucking samples. Cause that's the whole premise of the podcast. So do I need um, to bring all just, of my Glen Cairns into the, the office for that. You need you need to have at least four because yeah. you're going to get four samples. So you're going to need four so you like can A-B test them. I feel and all like they're going to shatter on the way here. Uh, Dude, they're so Glen fragile. Karen's are definitely, yeah, Glen Karen's definitely, they're, 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 they're stronger than you think they are, but yes, they will fucking they're for sure. paper thin, right. dude. But anyway, back to mm. cigars. Um, I think, mm-hmm. and, and Alec touched on this and you touched on this, but the biggest thing for me that I've learned recently is I've been too cautious when lighting i didn't want to over burn it or over char it or anything or over toast it or anything i wanted to try and like delicately light it because i didn't want to burn it and right what was happening is it wasn't really catching up and it, and this is also a factor i when i'm at the cigar loft i don't have these issues when i smoke outside i do so when mm-hmm. you're not really fully lighting it right off the rip it's never got much of a chance because the humidity is going to affect the wrapper. The cold's right. going to affect the wrapper. And what happens is every single time until this week, every cigar I've had outside at my fire pit has tunneled hard core. Yeah. It's probably the humidity. Yep. Humidity will cause a, a cigar to tunnel pretty bad. If you're, if you're not careful. Yep. So it, it, uh, basically I should just smoke at the loft. <laughs> uh yeah or just you know smoke your uh, it was also like 28 degrees the other night so and when smoke your 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 um a a little less expensive cigars that maybe you're not as worried about getting the perfect experience out of right new worlds um like the new world stuff like that that you're just smoking just to have a nice little cigar you're not worried about if it burns a little fucked up or if you know things get a little weird at times um, that's the other, a good tip for, for newbies is, you know, don't overanalyze it too much, man. Just have a good fucking time, right? Like if you really are sitting there worrying about shit, stressing out over it the whole time, you're not going to fucking enjoy it because you're stressed out about the goddamn thing the entire time. Just relax, smoke your cigar and enjoy it. Well, I think that's where like, when, when I, I know I'm joking and, and being a little, uh, hyperbolic when I say that you're too far gone but that is something that I, I think that you have a smoke lounge at home so you can just kind of smoke in that room in the perfect condition all the time and you don't have those right. troubles. It is easy to mm-hmm. just enjoy it because Chill you know what you're it. doing. Your palate's refined. You're in the perfect conditions all the time. You don't have those things to worry about. For somebody who is a beginner who just picked this up like a month ago, it's hard to enjoy it when you're trying to smoke a cigar and it keeps going out and it's bitter right? and the wind's blowing and you're cold and you're just like, I just want to enjoy this. I I 
trying to keep myself to like one cigar a week. Just go to the loft to smoke the cigar. And then one time I went and I bought three cigars and took them home. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up smoking one before I went back to the loft. And then the next uh-huh. time when I went to the loft, I got three more cigars. And before I went back uh-huh. to the loft, I smoked two or three cigars. <laughs> and then I went back to the loft and I picked up like five cigars. <laughs> and then I went home and smoked one every single day. <laughs> and, and I want to, so that's the thing I want to enjoy it. And I'm not trying to like overanalyze, but I'm having trouble because it's cold outside. I can't smoke inside and the conditions aren't right. You, you're making an extremely valid point. Yeah. I got to give it to you. You, you, you're wise beyond your years. That, 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 that but then that is a very valid point, right? Um, and I equate it to, and this is a little different, but I equate it to, if you think cigars are difficult, try smoking a pipe. Yeah. Like that's super finicky. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing, it can be super frustrating and, you know, to a lesser level with cigars, but still, if you're new to it and you're not a hundred percent sure what you're doing and you're not in good conditions and you got a heavy fog rolling in fucking with the humidity, of the cigar and all the things it, I'm sure it could get super frustrating and it's, it is kind of hard to do what I said, which is just kind of relax and enjoy it. When the fucking thing's going out every three puffs, right. it's getting bitter. It won't, it's you're fucking freezing. You're, you can't, you know, it's like it, all you taste is bitter ash and you're cold and it won't stay. I mean, yeah, yeah. that, that could be super frustrating but um, on the bright side. I have a cigar loft. That is two miles from my house, which is very nice. It's a really cool place. Um, Alec just said, I smoke in my garage. If you have that ability, you should give it a try, Taylor. I don't have that ability. I have a garage, but it's barely usable. And like I said, I'm moving into this space on January 1st, which will be nice. Uh, He's going to equip this place like full well, not, lounge, not the right? one You're going to ventilation. So the January space will be a temporary location while my actual office is being built and it's next door so that I can just kind of pop over there and document the the build process. Right. So it's not Uh going to be ready in January, but the the next space that I move to, which should be, I don't want to give a firm timeline, but I would imagine like February, March or April, somewhere in there, I will have a finished office and that office theoretically should be also just totally equipped to be a smoke lounge. You're going to put the ventilation to uh, exhaust the smoke and an air cleaner to help clean up the remnants and all the things. And I'll have the ability Um, to open the container doors because this is going to be a container office, which I am super, super pumped about. But shipping containers, um, I'm going to be able to swing open the doors to a On a nice night? deck where I can... Oh, dude. Dude, it's going to be... Oh, I cannot wait to show nice you guys night. what this office is going to be. I'm so pumped. Dude, I've seen some really cool like container buildings where they put a bunch of those together. It's been like multiple stories and shit. Like, yep. like I've seen some pretty crazy people do some crazy so the stuff shop, and they drywall them on the inside and stuff. So, I mean, it looks so the dope. shop is already built. The shop is already ready. Uh, as soon as I pay the, the deposit and sign the lease, I can use the shop. Shop's already there. Let's say this is the shop, right? Uh-huh. In my mind, we, we, we haven't, settled on the actual design but let's say this is a 40 by 16 double container so it's two shipping containers that have been conjoined lengthwise right uh my mind we're going to cantilever my office off the back right so the, the 
The office will be here, cantilevered off. It'll be another 40 by 16 space. And it'll be, uh-huh. you don't have to have stairs to get up to it, but it'll be cantilevered off, and this will all be decking. So the top will be a That'd deck, be- and then my office will be cantilevered be cool. off. And, uh, dude, I'm so pumped. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> you couldn't tell. I, well, you know what I was, uh, this is on a little bit of a sec- separate note, but I was just thinking about, cause it'd be cool to come up and do some live podcasts and stuff once, um, you get moved in. Um, but even beforehand, depending on when it is, uh, I know the cigar lounge guy wanted you to try to podcast yeah. from the cigar. Yeah. Lounge. Yeah. yeah. De- so depending he's, on, he's super chill. Depending on when that, depending on when that happens, I might try to make it up for that, man, and just drive up and do the podcast live and, and drive back. It could be fun. Yeah, that'd be really fun. So it's a, a chill little lounge, and uh, he wants me to come do it there, which would be really fun. And maybe if it goes well, maybe every time I'll just set up and do it there because it's a pretty chill, quiet place. The only problem is, you know, I tend to project when I'm talking to a mic. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But it'd be it'd be that'd be fun once you get moved in and once some of this corona stuff calms down to start doing some of these podcasts live and in person occasionally and 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 doing some in person yeah. stuff. It'd be fun. But um where were we at with the uh you, you had said that it can be difficult because newbies smoke, fog, inclement weather, all the things. I'm trying to think of any other points. Well that, well what um, I was saying is lighting. I was I was being too delicate and oh, okay. not fully lighting and and Alec, I think what he suggested went against this saying that if a cigar is rolled properly, it should even out on its own, own, right. own, on. <laughs> I've been, I've been podcasting for too long. I can't talk anymore. Um, but you're drunk Taylor. That's what they say. Every time you start that up, Taylor's I drunk. Know, dude, they thought I, okay. So <laughs> there's a reason I'm drinking beer <laughs> tonight. I got toasted on Friday. I said I wasn't, but <laughs> when we got off and I stood up, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to lay down on the couch for a little bit. <laughs> I had five glasses of whiskey during the stream. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, it, it definitely depends on the whiskey, but that could put you in a hurt locker real quick if they're stronger whiskey. Yeah. But the, the problem is that not every cigar is rolled perfectly, humidity, all these other problems. I wasn't lighting properly to begin with. Uh, and what I mean by that is I wasn't, evenly lighting the entire i guess that's the foot right head mm-hmm. foot yep mm-hmm. so i wasn't fully lighting head the foot. foot the foot's the open part you like i wasn't fully lighting it and with the humidity and everything else that's affecting the wrapper more than it's affecting the inner leaves 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 uh, if you're smoking a long filler cigar it's yeah big old whole leaves so uh, the problem was that, I mean, right off the rip, I'd light it and a minute or two later it's out because I was being very delicate. So I, I looked up how to light a cigar just to make sure I'm doing it mm-hmm. right and started toasting and, and fully lighting that thing without trying to overdo it. But that was the problem. I was trying to not overdo it and I wasn't getting an even light and it was going out quickly. What I've started doing is just touching up. So I have to smoke outside. I don't have really any other options right now. So every mm-hmm. so often, not every drag, but every so often, I'll just touch up the edge. I'll take my lighter, this torch right here, which that's another tip. Get a really good torch. This torch has been great. Uh, but just kind of quickly just touch it all the way around, and that seems to catch everything mm-hmm. up. And and it's been great ever since. So I'm not trying to overdo anything, just kind of touching up really quickly. 
In fact, when I do touch-ups, I use my Zippo. Just roll it really quickly over the Zippo. Tends to catch the wrapper up really quickly. That's it. No, touch-ups are key, man. Because if, well, if, if everything's going right and um, your cigar's rolled well and it's all the th- then you shouldn't, technically the perfect smoking experience, you shouldn't have to touch up, right? If you've got a perfectly rolled cigar, there's no inconsistencies or weirdness and you're in a, a good environment, that thing should burn good. Right, and I've down. never had um, trouble when I go to the loft. I light up and right. it, it just easy smoke all the way through. I go home and it's like but, <laughs> reverse. Yeah, yeah. But if you do have burn issues, it's a good tip. Don't let it get too fucked up because as that burn gets sideways, it's not smoking the way that it should and the flavors can get off. You're better off just to give it a quick little yeah, to quick. even that thing you up. You just have to move, touch it. Just, just touch it around. And Zippo's like the <clears throat> leaf and barrel Zippo I, on Jeremy Sires. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'll send you one. Um, uh, there, that's one thing I do really like about jets. I actually kind of prefer in a way to light a cigar with a soft flame. Sometimes if you're indoors, soft flames can be hard outdoors cause they're so wind affected, but there is something nice about lighting a cigar with a soft flame if you're indoors, but for touch-ups, the jet is crucial, man. Cause you can just whoop. And then dude, even I recommend up. one of these, this is an honest torch, basically a table torch. You're not going to take this with you everywhere. But let's just crank this thing up for a second. Look at this thing. You want to see a torch, you need to see the Alec Bradley uh, like table fucking torches those guys sell. Have I ever showed you that no. thing? It's a straight Bunsen burner. You could cook meth on that Dude, son this bitch. thing turns red. Yeah, they have a little filament in there that makes it do red like that. It's like a little piece of metal that yeah, makes yeah, it go this, red. This is a four burner, dude. This thing is... The only thing about those four burners is you do have to be really careful when you touch them up because that's a lot of fire. You also uh, have I know to be a lot careful. Of when I first used one of these and it was like the third cigar uh-huh. I ever smoked, <laughs> I had this thing pointed straight at my face and I'm doing this and I just felt the heat just like wash over my face. Oh, dude. you'll set. Oh, dude. Loom shot in the house again. Yeah, tonight. he asked Sorry, if that was a, a, a Tudor Black Bay on your wrist. Yes, it is, my friend. Just picked it up the other day. Really pretty pumped about and it. And he said he was giving me his, his uh, Oris. What a guy. Uh, I definitely I heard did it. not say I, that. Chat, tell um, him. he. I, I'm not crazy. I heard him say he was giving me his Oris. Oh, look. Imagine that. You you cut out at the perfect time. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. You froze right when you were saying that. I'm like, oh, look. He froze at the perfect time Damn right it. when he's trying to say. <laughs> Damn uh, it. That's hilarious. Um, but anyway, what I was saying is these Zippos are good for touch-ups because it's a two jet, so there's not too many jets, and you could turn it sideways and get real precise with where God, you're, you're What a peasant up. I am. I only have a single jet. Those are good for touch-ups too, man. Single jets are great because you can get real precise and not Jeremy, like I'm fucking just, incinerate I'm just the whole shit your, again. I know. I'm going to send you one. Thanks, buddy. He said Black Bay's looking fire. Thank you, my brother. It's a red bezel, so it is kind yeah. of fire. No, uh, I know Taylor's not a huge fan of the red bezel. It's not his favorite version, but um, so, I don't know, man. Like I said, the first time I saw that red bezel Black Bay, something about it. I was just I, like, I got my, I got my, my wannabe Black Bay on the old, the old that's Laurier. A, that's a good looking watch, though, dude. There's nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with that watch. I wear this watch a lot. I like this watch. I like the taper. How's I, the taper I, on dude, that? It's got a little bit of a taper on the band. No, so, oh, so we that, talked, Eric and I talked after the, the Friday life, Friday night, hangout, whatever. Um, we talked for a little bit uh-huh. and 
he, he's got a new blue watch. I won't say what it is, but he got a new blue watch. And I'm like, I, I don't like blue either. I don't like red or blue. I like green. Okay, look. Dude, how can you not like a Hulk? It's green, isn't it? I you like don't green. like a... But, uh, do you, but do you like a Hulk? The Rolex Hulk? I'd wear it. I'd wear it over a do blue you like the or red bezel. Do you like the Kermit or the Hulk better? Uh, probably Kermit. Because it's not like it's funny. full when dedication was, to a color. It's, you know, you still got a black dial. When it's, it's funny because, you know, we talked about my love for wanting a Rolex eventually. And when I was in the AD getting the tutor, I asked her, I said, so... Like what's the, what's the, what's the skinny on getting on the list so that I can, I know it's going to be a long time for I can get one. It's going to be a long time for I can afford one. So I should probably go ahead and get on the list so that, <laughs> so that I can start the wait. And, and, uh, she said, uh, well, well, which one do you want? I said, well, I really, I just kind of want like a normal Submariner, uh, or I'd, I'd really like one of the, the Kermits potentially. She's like, well, we can probably do a Submariner at some point. You know, now that you've bought a watch and you're in the system and stuff, we can probably work that out. Uh, she goes, mm, Kermit's probably not going to happen. <laughs> She's like, that's that's just not going to happen. Um, the hell just, oh, Taylor's got to piss. Be right back. Um, so it's just funny that the uh, the way the ADs work and the uh, getting some of those watches is, is damn near impossible. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Taylor told me Loomshot about the watch that you got, if I'm not mistaken. And I won't mention it on the live stream because I'm not going to put your business out in the street. But congratulations on that, brother. That is a piece, if I'm remembering correctly, what he told me. That thing is boss. Uh, what is a Kermit? Somebody asked. A Kermit is a, a Rolex Submariner. They get nicknames, right? So the All Black Submariner, uh, I don't think has a nickname. It's just like the All Black Submariner. But uh, a Submariner that has a green ceramic bezel with a black face, they call Kermit. Uh, they had a model back uh, years ago that was a green face with a green bezel, and they called that the Hulk. Um, and now the uh, green and black they call Kermit. So that is what a Kermit is. It's a Rolex Submariner with a green ceramic bezel and a black face. Um, I love it. I want one so bad, but God damn, they're expensive. They are so expensive. Rolexes are not cheap. Um, and some people don't agree with Rolex. Some people think that it's uh, too bougie and it's too flashy and it's too flexy and all those things. And, and I totally um, understand that premise, but you know, I think they're awesome. And I look at it like a um, investment because dude, you always gain money on those type of watches. You can, you never lose money on a Rolex, which is a good thing. Um, Let's see. What else is uh, my video is going live? To, oh, cool. He's got a video going. Uh, Loom shot says his video is going live tomorrow. Yeah, dude, that thing's boss brother boss. Um, copper man card. Uh, I'm just going to read some comments by the way, while Taylor's gone. Um, see Christopher Smith. Fo uh, photography says when a, a copper man card, uh, I think Friday, I think we're going to put them live Friday. I've just got to get a couple, um, shots for the website to update the website with and stuff, uh, which I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get done tomorrow. And then, uh, we're hoping tentatively we're dropping them Friday. Um, and just so you guys can see him real quick, see what he's talking about. That is the all cop. Fuck this damn camera. I never can get there. It is. That is the copper version of the man card. We're doing just a small drop of these things. Um, and then this is the same exact material that I did a little force patina on. 
I normally, and I talked about this in the gift guide, I normally like my stuff to patina naturally, but because I had a couple, I just wanted to throw some patina on it just to see what it could do. So I did this little concoction that I normally patina with and it got this cool green, but that's the exact same material. Just this one's been patina. This one's fresh. Taylor said I should pre-patina some of these and put them up on the website and call them the man card of Liberty because they're, <laughs> they're all green. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's actually a pretty good idea. Um, real quick. Let me get this question before we go back. Um, King Thor says, what ozonator should I get? I think I've linked it on some of my videos. I don't remember the exact name of it. It was one I got on Amazon. Um, and for any of you guys, I mean, this works into our conversation uh, pretty well. Um, if you are smoking in your house and you want to get rid of the smoke smell, an ozonator is excellent, man. It does a fantastic job at just getting rid of all smoke smell. Um, I don't know the one that I actually have. I got it on Amazon. It was like 79 bucks. I actually told Taylor about it last time we were talking because when he gets his new spot, it'll be good to get the smell out. Um, I'll try to link it in one of my videos um, so that you guys can find it. It's on Amazon. Just do a search on Amazon for Ozonator and look for ones that are about, I think it was like the Amazon choice one. Um, it was like 79 bucks bucks ish. It's got a um, little timer on it. Uh, note guys who are, do not familiar with ozonators. You cannot be in the room when they're running, nor can you be in the room for like two hours after they've run. It's very unhealthy to breathe that stuff in. So, uh, what you want to do is after you're done, you let them run and you get out of the room, close the door and don't go in that room for a couple hours. But after that thing's had time to run and it's had a couple hours to air, you go back in there, man, zero smell, zero. So those things are fucking great. Can I, can I just say that uh drinking whiskey is far better for a podcast because there's a lot of liquid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was dude i was doing you, the pp dance you before i jumped <laughs> yeah can't you dude, can't I, I had to run to the bathroom uh, which mind you is not nearby it's like i don't know if i were to guess 200 300 feet from where i am it's probably about yeah it's about 300 um, feet so you got to sprint to go take a piss. So you're not gone for 20 minutes. You're out of breath. You're yeah, coming back. Down and I'm like, yeah, damn. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't unmute yet. <laughs> Let's see. What did Loom should I say here? Just make sure you know. Oh, oh, oh. Make sure you know a sales rep. Key is sales. Yeah. He's talking about, okay. If you're going to read something, read it out loud. Like we said. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Loom we, We're talking about the Rolex while you're gone. And Loom I can barely read it. Cause it's so far away. Just make sure you get to know a sales rep. The key is the sales rep knowing you and what you want without you having to remind them every single time. Yeah. Apparently that's what she said. That's why she said the Kermit was like, not going to happen. Um, right away. You've kind of got to develop a relationship and a rapport and, and show them and Rolex, I suppose that you're a serious buyer and you have a collection going and you're not just going to flip it for a profit. Um, and then they start opening up the, the realm of possibilities to you a little bit. So it's funny though. It's like a club that you got to spend a little money to get in, right? You can't just go in and ask for a, a, a root beer GMT right off the rip. They're like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want a couple things, root beer GMT, maybe a Batman. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Just get out of here. You're not getting either one of those. <laughs> you, you answered Thor's question a minute ago. He, he, uh, he just said, sorry, the scotch didn't arrive yet. Uh, Friday, he offered to send me a scotch in exchange for one of my spare Hanks that I had. So I took him up on it, and uh, it's not delivered yet, but there is a, a bottle of scotch on its way to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Oh, awesome. Right, but uh, Thor is getting his uh, his Hank. So 
I mean, dude, that's a good that's that's a good deal, right? He gets a cool Hank. You get a bottle of scotch. That's a fucking win win all the way around. I'm down, unless it's like uh, uh, actually, I can't think of a scotch that that wouldn't be good for that. So <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. Tuzu. Tuzu. Yeah. Tu. I guess that's how you pronounce that. He said, "Sounds like a strip club." <laughs> Not that I know. What sounds like a strip club? Oh, you can't get w- without spending money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got to spend a little money to to open up the door for different different types of activities. Uh, Thor says, <laughs> "Surprise, it's good." All right. Oh Bye. shit! I wonder what he sent you. Oh man, you'll have well, to open that on the podcast. I will say, and let us and know. I don't know if he wants me to say this or not, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, he asked how he could send you something, and I told him that there is uh, an address on the about page of your YouTube channel. There is. There is. Uh, I do. It's, it's, it's not a PO box. It's actually a post box at a, at a UPS because PO boxes are weird with what they'll yep. accept. So I actually got a box at a UPS store. So it's a physical address. Um, but I can't obviously put my home address out on the, don't worry. I already did all the crazies <laughs> with all the crazies. I got a little, little cheering up in here, man. I can't, I got to keep the cheering safe. Um, that's a, but yeah, well that, that's awesome, dude, that he's sending you some get stuff. Get mad at Jeremy for not getting the Sabenza. Yeah, I mean, I get it. The Tudor was far more than a Sabenza. I probably could have bought several Sabenzas for the price of a Tudor, but uh, I've been wanting a Tudor for a long time. And um, wait, yeah, wait, I mean, wait, 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 you said just a few months ago, I'm not getting uh-huh. into watches. But you also said well, like that wasn't a few months ago. That was like six or eight okay, months ago. Now that was a while but ago. But still, much earlier than that, you said you wanted a Sabenza. Uh, it's true. Um, oh, Ken Martin, I have not gotten it yet. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail it, but I just wanted to answer him because he did send me a bottle. He's a very nice gentleman. He uh won the giveaway we did on Pete's glass oh. or no? Uh, yeah, was yeah, it the yeah. glass? Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, and I think it was, was that was, and he said, if he, if he won that he would send me a bottle of the, the Elijah Craig toasted and he came through and sent it. I have not, I did get a notification from my box that I had mail there. So I bet it's at the PO box. I have not had a chance to go pick it Josh up. Josh Harris says, why not the Omega 007? Uh, because that's about four well, times as much. Yeah. I was about to say <laughs> mainly because I could have bought three tutors, tutors for the price of, uh, that Omega 007. Yeah, that Omega is probably um, what? 14, 15 grand. I think at least I don't think they had one of those at the AD I was at. I, I, they had a bunch of stuff there, really nice stuff. I don't remember seeing the 007. Although uh, that mesh no, band looks think. nice. <laughs> See what Loomshot say. Go ahead and highlight that. Go ahead and highlight that shit. Loomshot, uh, you're a watch guy. You're biased. Highly, I'm a watch and knife. Highly guy. approve. Hi, just we got to read it for the people on the podcast. Uh, Loomshot, Loomshot says nothing. highly approve. Lying he said, Loomshot highly approved the Black Bay purchase. Uh, he's over the Sabenza. <laughs> he agrees. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, dude, that, uh, that uh, 007 is super dope. I love that watch. Um, see, Loomshot says he's very much so into custom knives also. I feel like it's a similar crowd, what, right? What the I'm guys s- that are into yes, custom watches yes, and but what watches I'm are usually into knives several sabenzas several times over sure yes it's it's comparatively yes. not a big expense uh by the way i did not mention this when ab was on here 
but another reason why AB is our boy. He not only loves cigars, well, not loves cigars. That's what he does for a living. He is a huge whiskey connoisseur and he's a watch guy. And guess what he likes? You'll probably appreciate this, Taylor. He's a big vintage watch guy. Why am I going to appreciate that? I thought you liked vintage no. watches. The smaller vintage looking watches. I mean, I do have some Lauriers, which are vintage inspired, smaller divers and chronographs, but uh, I don't really care about the vintage vibe as much as I do. Just, I don't know. This, this I definitely don't like general I, I'm aesthetic. Not, I, I don't care about actual vintage watches, which sounds, sorry, Alec, but anybody who likes vintage watches, uh, a lot of the actual vintage watches are way too small for me. Way too small. Right. Yeah. Well, Taylor's got a sausage arm. Well, actually like a, like a, like a, like a, like, a, like you know, the big things of baloney you get on the, hold, at hold the your arm grocery up, store. Jeremy, and I know we're at different focal of- lengths and different distances from the camera, but I mean, like it, my, my wrist is very tall and thick. Yeah. It's very, see mine, I have like a seven, a seven and a quarter to seven and a half inch wrist, which is pretty average. Mine's um, pretty much eight, but it's, I can usually pull off a bigger watch than some at, with my wrist size because my wrist is flat and wide, right? So it'll support a slightly larger watch face because of the width of the wrist. And that's something I don't think a lot of people consider when they're looking at watches and their wrist size is if you've got a big old just sausage round wrist that comes out to seven inches or seven and a half, but it's real tall. Uh, a bigger watch face can still look huge on your wrist because you don't have the width to support it. I think we've talked about that on the podcast before. Here's a really good um, question from Christopher Smith. What is a great watch brand to look for uh, or look at for the common blue collar man tired of Apple watch and want to go back to a tra- traditional watch? It all depends on your budget. Dude, dude first dude, off there. First off, before you get into that, can I say a big thank you for going traditional watch and getting away from yes. Apple watch? Yes. You're, you're already making a huge step in the right direction, my man. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, um, go ahead. The, Taylor. I- the, the spectrum is so broad when it comes to watches. I mean, there are great options under a hundred dollars. There are great options from a hundred to three or $400. And there are great options from five to a thousand great options from a thousand and well beyond. So it really comes down to how much you're willing to spend. Blue collar could be really anywhere from, you know, under a hundred to 500 or maybe beyond if you're, you're willing to save a little bit for it. So it's really tough to, to nail something down. Seiko covers most of that spectrum because they've got watches as cheap well, as that's 80. what I was about to say. Yeah. Spectrum. I didn't want to interrupt you cause you were, you were spectrum. flowing, but I, I, and I said it in my gift guide. I said it in my gift guide. I think that new Seiko five sports is such a great like watch for that category because it kind of replaces the SKX 007, which is like everybody's darling for a long time. Right. Uh, it's in that affordable range though, to where you don't have to worry about it so much. Right. Like it's, 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 if you bang it up a little bit, it's an everyday watch. It's a great watch, and it, but it looks great. It is. A, it has, and that's why I don't understand why people ha- kind of hated on it a little bit because it wasn't the SKX 007. I think it's a better watch. I don't, I just don't like the five, the, the logo, the physical, the actual logo, but everything else is everything better. Everything else is great. Other than that. It's, but I just, it's not a screw down crown, which is what everybody points to, but we've talked about this for most people. That is zero factor, right? If you're, 
for swimming in a pool, splashing, whatever, like Long Island Watch is a good point. Um, it, the, 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 it's got a hundred meter water resistance. Who the fuck needs more than a hundred meters well, of water? A hundred meter water. Like, unless you're diving with hundred meters is a hundred meters with a giant asterisk, which really means well, it's 10 bar, right? It's got to be 10 bars of pressure before it'll start leaking into the case. Most people are not going past 10 bars in normal use. You, you just read up on, on watch water resistance ratings and sure. And it's, it's not sure. exactly a hundred meters it, or 10 bar. No, it's not. But the point is that watch, I could go into a six to 10 foot swimming pool depth, which is as deep as I would ever be swim to the bottom of that motherfucker with that watch on. And it would not, right. most people aren't diving with their watches. They're right. Washing their hands, splashing around a little kiddie pool and, and splish splashing in the ocean. So most people right. don't really need anything beyond that. And, and here's the thing. Most people that actually dive that I've heard, they they're like, computers. we don't fucking use those for diving. Right. They're like, we don't use dive watches for diving anyway. Yeah, they use dive computers. <laughs> we use computers nowadays. Right. So, so it's really like, just a, the, it's dumb. The screw down crown is a moot point is my, is my, my point. And they, ha it has a better movement than the 007. It's got applied indices, which the 007 didn't. It had uh, printed or painted or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's got a display case back, which I think is dope. So, I mean, tell me how it's not better than the SKX 007. I can't because I don't like either of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, who was it? Where is it? Uh, Trevor said, Taylor, you're failing hardcore keeping Jeremy on the topic of the night. I'm not. We stayed on topic for like an hour and a half, and that's a record for Jeremy. Yeah, we always veer off at this point. Yeah, that's a record for Jeremy. We're really just kind of fielding questions now, probably about to wrap it up. I am. David Robertson said, you're wrong. SKX 009. What do you mean? There's another version. There's a 009. There's a different watch. What? That's the replacement for the 007? Well, the, the, the one you're talking about, the Seiko 5 is uh, sort of, it's not really the replacement. It, it, it sh right. it's a shoe in, right? It, it, it basically is. Right. It might as well be. Right. I mean, it looks most like the 007 than any other watch, right? I don't know what the 009 looks like. What does the SKX 009 even look like? I'm not even sure what that watch looks uh, like. I would try to pull it up, but I don't want to bork my internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't. Please don't fuck anything <laughs> up. Um, 00907, same blue and red. Oh. Okay. Jim Alaska knows us Apparently all too was, well. About to wrap it up equals another hour of chit chat. Hell yeah. Actually, I can't stay Jim for Alaska, hour. You, you got it. If that's his real name, can I just say that's a cool Alaska name? Alaska would be a... I mean, that seems like a real no, name. Alaska would be a badass last name, though. Just saying. Right. Like, I, that doesn't sound like a screen name. That probably sounds like a real name, and that's a boss name. Jim Alaska. I don't know why that sounds boss, but to me, that just sounds like a cool name. Um, going back um, to the blue collar watches. So Seiko is a really oh yeah. good, uh, this, this was like 10 minutes ago now, but Seiko is a really good, easy option, but there's also Orient. Right. Orient makes a lot of different watches. They have in-house, in-house movements and they're affordable. hundred, 120, $150. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mako, the Ray, there's a lot of Orient models that are really good. Um, Casio. Actually, if you're if you're wanting to really get the best bang for your buck, my favorite watch for a budget watch is the Casio Duro. It's uh it's a dive watch. It's quartz, so it's not automatic. It's fifty dollars. It's got a screw down crown. Um, really nice action on the bezel. It's 
does not have a sapphire crystal, but you can do a sapphire upgrade if you want for about $20, $30. It's just a killer watch for the price, and it looks really, really great. It's $45. It's $45. It's stupid good for $45. Uh, you know, another really good budget beginner watch is an AP Royal. Oh, yeah. 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 Just... <laughs> You know, when you're feeling like maybe spending 30 G's on a watch or 40 G's on a watch, good budget watch. (laughs) Or or maybe a a nice little Patek Philippe, you know, something like that. Fuck all that. Just get a Jacob and Co. Just. Yeah, the Jacob, dude, those look like fish balls on your arm. Those are the weirdest fucking watches. I mean, that, that most of the super expensive watches I get, right? Like there's a part of me that wants to get. Uh, I'll never have one cause I'll never have this kind of cheese, but, um, part of me wants a rainbow Daytona just because it's kind of like the ultimate fuck you right. watch. No, like, it's it, not. It, it's just like, yeah, it's fuck not. you. The yeah. Jacob and co is all right. I'm going to, I'm going to well, risk but, my but internet here's the for thing, the Jacob though. and co. But here's the thing. I actually like the way the rainbow Daytona looks. The Jacob and co looks like a weird fish bowl. <laughs> like it's a completely <laughs> sapphire case. The whole thing, sapphire, it's all clear. And it's got all this weird shit in it, and it, it looks like a fucking fish. And it's like, how many how many millimeters thick is it? Like it's like twenty 18, millimeters thick 20, or something. I don't know shit. what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a crazy, crazy, crazy looking watch. Yeah, John Mayer's got a. Somebody said uh, John Josh Harris says John Mayer collection rainbow. Yeah, dude, I think he's got like two or three rainbow Daytonas. I mean, he's got crazy. John Mayer is a. Too, so. Well, no, John Mayer, and have you ever watched his, uh, what is that show? Hodinky? Is that how you say it? Is it Hodinky? Am I yeah. saying that right? He had a John Mayer thing, and it was funny. John Mayer um, had all his watches laid out, and he's like, these are all the drugs I never did. Because <laughs> because he said coming up in the rock industry, like when all the other people were spending all this money on drugs and, and doing all this thing, he never did that. He bought watches, which I, I respect him for. It's a much better investment than drugs. <laughs> Oh, Chad from Big Eye in the house. What up? Chad says his favorite watch is a Casio C. I can barely see that. CMD 40 TV watch. Uh, kids use. Well, I can't fucking read that far, Chad. I'm sorry. My contacts are acting weird and I can't see. We'll, we'll get back to your, your comment in a second. Buddy. This is a Jacob. Yeah, and that's Co. that watch. Dude, with, this is the roulette version because you see the roulette board underneath, but they do crazy, crazy different versions of of the astronomia look how thick that fucking thing is so thick okay here's the thing i will respect it for the intricacy for the she's a she's a thick girl for the intricacy of it and the 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 complication of building that i will respect it but i think that shit's ugly i think that's dumb like i just don't get it i don't get a spider i wouldn't want that big ass thing on my wrist Oh yeah. my God. These like, things I are just, crazy. I, they have, looks, they had, I, a, I don't, they had I don't. a solid sapphire. Oops. I, I don't get it. They have a solid sapphire. One. I really Look, don't. It's, it's pure sapphire. Like the whole hey, thing is mounted in sapphire. See, I mean, I respect the ingenuity that goes into that, but like at the same time, like it's Dude, just fucking weird. That's crazy. I and just, it's like I, I a million dollars. They're just yeah. stupid yeah. expensive. Like your spring bars, yeah. your spring bars are mounting it, into straight sapphire. And yeah, I mean, it's next level dude for sure. But I just, 
don't test your internet too far, bro. We don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I don't get it. What did Chad say down here? What was his comment about highlight that? I can't read that far uh, with my contacts acting the way they are. Your age is showing. He said his favorite uh, watch. The Casio CMD40 TV watch kids used in the school to mess with teachers in the class back, uh, class TV back in the day. Class TV back in the day. That's not back, back in the, the day. day. Jeremy's back in the day. They had uh, blackboards, not even whiteboards. They had blackboards with chalk. Uh, oh, for sure. When I was in school, we had blackboards. And when you got in trouble, you had to like clean the fucking blackboard things. They make you go out and smack the erasers. That was like punishment. You'd have to smack the erasers and wipe down the blackboards at the end of the day if you got in trouble. Yeah, when I was in school. You didn't have blackboards in school when you went to school? No, we had whiteboards because we were civilized people. We were really? a civilized human race. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't have blackboards when you were in school. Yeah. Dude. That's fucking crushing. We also crushing, had bro. cars an and experience. planes when I was in school. You had railroads. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we had cars and planes, bitch, but we did. This contact seriously is fucking up my world right now. Um, no, I, uh, I, I remember the watch that all the kids tried to get back when I was in school it was, and I forgot what Casio to Casio it was, but it was the one with the, the calculator, like little calculator yeah. on it. And you'd get it. Cause you try to cheat on your math test and the teachers would like, take it. Cause they're like, you can't have that. Cause you could cheat. Um, I don't know if that's the same one Chad's talking about. I don't remember a TV watch from Casio Casio CMD 40. I don't remember that one. Did I look it up and push my internet? God, don't, don't, don't push your internet too far. I mean, if you don't think it'll break, then go ahead. But you, one wrong move, man. And your, your fucking internet could go <laughs> sideways real quick. All right. Let's see. What was it? See, Chad said totally. See, totally had blackboards and love being picked to dust the, the eraser. See, That's Jeremy's back in the day. He had to dodge T-Rexes. Far more relevant. <laughs> and see, Loomshot said that he had bl- blackboards also. And I don't think Loomshot's a terribly old guy, is he? How old is Loomshot? Old, some Loomshot, old you're not that old, are you? You're not my age, are you? I don't. What the hell? I don't is think this Loomshot one? is. I don't think he's at my age. Dude, this has like a TV changer um, on it. What the actual fuck? No way. Awesome, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, of course you'd think that. I thought I said I saw. I thought I saw AB say something about the Rainbow Daytona, but I can't find that comment anymore. Oh, wow. No, I don't remember that one. That's similar to the one that I'm talking about, but it didn't have all that big side stuff on it. It had, oh, it had like a little infrared TV changer so you could like change the TV in the class, I guess. Oh, that wow. would be hilarious, dude. You're like watching a show. You're watching a program on the show and you're like changing the fucking channel. The teacher doesn't understand what the hell's going on. That's so great. When smartphones had IR sensors in them, not many had IR sensors, but uh-huh. like some of the old smartphones had them, but there were um, maybe some Samsung or LG models. I can't remember what it was, but I had, when I was reviewing phones, I had one with an IR sensor in it. And uh, I was, so my stepdad owns a bowling center and I was there for clothes and there was a guy who had to take a remote and close, turn off all the TVs in the whole place. So I pulled out my phone. I waited for him to get like halfway down the lanes turning off the TVs and I just <laughs> started, started turning them on one by one. And the thing was, I was like 40 feet away. And when I'd hit the button it'd turn on like eight of them. So, <laughs> so he got halfway down and he looked back and they're all on. He's like, what the hell? And he he's starts like, over and I turn off all the ones on the other end and he gets over there and they're off. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And then I turn on the, I just messed with him for like 20 minutes. He had no clue what was going on. He, it was awesome. 
He thinks there's a fucking poltergeist. He's like, what in the actual fuck is the going on? The best thing I ever did with that phone, though, I was walking through Noto, which is like a, a little like hipster bar area from in, in Charlotte. And there's a lot of apartments and lofts and stuff. And I'm walking down the street. I'm pretty drunk, not going to lie. And I see somebody in their apartment and they have their window open. They're, they're watching TV laying in bed or maybe it's in their living room. I don't know. But I saw a TV on in an apartment. I pull my phone out and I just click, turn their TV off. And you see them like <laughs> look around and they turn it back on. And I turn it back off. And I did that for like five or 10 minutes. They had no clue what was going on. They never figured it out. <laughs> and I did the same thing too. So you just love oh, fucking man. with people. Yeah, basically. Dude, I, was, I did the same thing. There was a bar I walked by and people were watching a, a sport, whatever game it was on the TV turn the TV off right in the middle of the game. They lose their shit and go yell at the guy at the bar. He turns the TV back on. I turn it right back off. Dude, I used to fuck with people so much. When Wait until right before like the, right until right, right before the winning field goal is being kicked in overtime. And you're like, <laughs> and they're like, holy shit. What the fuck? Dude, I had way too much fun yeah, with that. Funny, I turned dude. off the big monitors at, I was at the mall one time. They had a huge TV for like just ads. And I just turned it off. You know, just, I mess with shit all That's the time great. when I had that. So fun. Cause it's got, it, it's like harmless humor, right? Nobody's being really a totally affected yeah. by it. I mean, technically if I'm turning off a big billboard, somebody's losing out on potential marketing, but you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> well, not to mention they'll turn it back on and like, how much did they really miss? Right. You know what I mean? So I'm at death um, said, but Taylor had to figure out the IR codes for each TV first. Not true. Um, it had a scanner and you could just kind of scan through and turn off all sorts of different, like the, the power on and off is a different code for every TV, but you could just go through major TV brands. So most of them have the same on off codes for whatever TV they have. So different functions have different codes, but the on off had the same code. So you could drop that down and select like LG and just boop. And it, it took like three or four guesses to get it right. You know, Somebody said, and I think this is funny because I'll be curious to see if Taylor even knows what the fuck this is. Somebody was saying nothing beats the old tube TVs. Do you remember the sound old t- tube TVs used to make when you turned them on and off? Yep. <laughs> you could hear the tube actually engaging and disengaging or I don't know. Engaging is the right word, but do you even remember yes. that? Did you even have that? Yeah, I had a you were, box TV. Like I had somebody one asked of those how, wooden so, box TVs growing up. A pedestal TV. Yeah, dude. The, the the console TVs that like, you know, everybody had that was wooden in their in their kitchen. It looked like a cabinet fucking, with a fucking, yeah, tube fucking TV turn the, the switch. Yeah. Yeah. Thunk, thunk, yeah. thunk. It was, had like dude, four when channels. I was growing up, my grandpa was like super into bootleg radios and he had his own satellite dish in his backyard. Not for satellite or cable. This was before that. He had a huge, it was like a 10 foot satellite dish so that he could turn it oh yeah i remember could turn it to south carolina and get the or actually virginia because we're closer to virginia he would turn it to north to virginia to get the fucking lottery numbers and then turn it back so he could watch tv after because <laughs> the hilarious. lottery was illegal in north it's, carolina so he'd turn the satellite get the numbers and then turn it back and it was it was hooked up to a big turner like a huge box with a knob on it inside the, the house so you'd turn it and you would hear it go and if you look out the window, the, the satellite's just going. Zzz, zzz, zzz. <laughs> uh, 
Dude, it's so funny how far things have come, like so quickly. It's it's, dude. I just saw Alec, AB, or wait, oh no, that's he's saying to Alec. Okay, I thought Alec was saying that he was in Daytona. I, I, this contact is like totally fucked up, and I can barely see what the comments say at all. But I thought Alec was saying he was in Daytona, and I'm like, I didn't think Alec Bradley was in Daytona. That's really close. If he's that fucking close. I will come see him tomorrow. I'm like 45 minutes from Daytona. I'm Colin crazy. G has a very, today. very good question. How do we get our local LCA lists? That's is that local um, cigar that, association? Is that what that stands for? No limited <laughs> cigar association. Um, I know. I um, guess it was pretty close guess. I wish they had like an actual database that you could just go and query on like their website or something, but they don't, unfortunately. So the best way to get it is to email Clark at Pravada cigar club.com Clark at Pravada Everybody cigar watching right now, email him and say whiskey knife fight is the fucking best. Don't do that. Don't, don't cause do Clark's that. email will get, uh, don't do that. But <laughs> if you, if you do want to know where your local LCA is, he did tell me to tell people, just to email Clark at PravadaCigarClub.com and he will look it up for you and tell you where it is, what stores in your area are in the LCA. Yeah, there definitely needs to be um, some sort of like searchable Google yeah, map. Like, I something. wish there was like a yeah. search, right? Like in, you know, Pravada could even house it on their website because LCA is a subsidiary of Pravada. Um, and just, you know, like a little search database that you could put in your your zip code. Or Rolodex. Just, you know, just pull up a list. <laughs> right. But, um, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if they don't have the capacity to do that at this point or, or whatever, but yeah, it would, it would make it much, much easier. Yeah. Cause I, um, I had a lot of people yeah, asking now, cause I, I showed up in the discord with a, a DB two, a couple DB twos and a couple cookie monsters and they're like, yep. Where the hell do I get what mine? And I'm like, sucks for you. There's one two miles from my house. <laughs> Clark at Pravada cigar club.com. That's where you get them. <laughs> and, and he'll tell you. The thing with those is depending on your area, it could be really hard to get them. Right. So like you're pretty lucky in the fact that it seems like he is able to keep those in stock for a couple of weeks at least or more. Some of those LCAs that are in more popular, like more, you know, kind of areas where there's a lot of cigar smokers, they sold out within 48 hours. Yeah. So like if you didn't get there when they launch them, uh, your odds are you ain't get yeah. one. So, so people have been asking um, me if I would buy them and ship them to them. And I'm like, I'm not giving you access to my honey hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, but God, man, I mean, you want to help people out, but at the same time you start doing that and you'll look up and you'll be fucking having you you'll have a, a part-time job mailing cigars to people. <laughs> right. that's, that's not what <laughs> like, I want. I want to enjoy this. This is my only, uh -huh, so exactly. far, this is my only non-work hobby. It's sad as that is. Yeah, because you don't do any kind of, well, I mean, we do on the podcast now, so that's taking a little bit of the, adding a little bit of work to it. But for the most part, unlike me who does cigar reviews and stuff, you don't have to. Yeah, and I, and I view this podcast as more of just, thing. it's more fun than anything. There's a work aspect to it. Right. Like, I would have preferred to stay home and hang out with Eleanor tonight, but. Right. We have a podcast, but you get to come on here and hang out with 200 or oh, more. I thought you were going to have been sitting rolling my eyes. I'm like, Jeremy Sires. Uh. Uh, well, no, well me and 200 or more of our friends that yeah. you know, join in uh, and uh, visit, get cool people like AB dropping in and doing a little quick, quick flybys. We, we definitely, and we talked about this in the past. We're definitely going to do more guests. Yeah, I like think that that's the, the, future. the plan starting next year. Like, I think we're, we'll have the bourbon junkies on this year, but 
starting in the new year, we're really going to ramp up having guests on. And there are a lot of people in line to be guests on the show. Um, I'm sure we'll get Zach on oh, yeah, we've from Blade got HQ. Peter, Zach, Chad from Chad, Big Idea said he would be on. Michael. Uh, uh, yep. Michael Bluth from Dasa Finamir, or sorry, Open Probably Hitchin Timber. Now, uh, I can probably get Metal on. Complex on. Like there, There's a lot of people. Uh, oh, Loomshot. Loomshot said he would come on, talk watches. Accessorize me, Vince. Uh, AB. Accessorize me. Uh, AB obviously said he would come on. Uh, Pete was kind enough to say that he would be happy to come on and join. Get Brian. So, I mean, think you get Brian on. We, oh yeah, we can get Brian on. Yeah. He said he would come on. So yeah, so we'll have people from whiskey type stuff, cigar stuff, watches, Leather. knives. I mean, all the shit we talk about on here. We we've got friends in in all those categories. So um, we'll definitely start having some of those people on and keeping it dynamic. What did Jeremy do at the railroad? He was he was in the cut when they were digging the trenches by hand and laying, that's laying that, that rail. Spike. People ask what that is. Sometimes that's actually a railroad spike. Um, actually I got this railroad spike, not as much for me as for my dad. My dad also worked for the railroad for uh, 41 years and his uh, uncle worked for the railroad for 30 or 40 years. So there's a little bit of family lineage there. If people working at the road, I worked at the railroad for 15 years. Um, so that's a railroad spike tattoo is what that is. Um, I just worked at headquarters. I didn't do anything fun out in the field. Um, I, I did office type stuff. I worked in several different areas. In, in he was in the cut. You don't know what that means. Cause what? you haven't watched hell on wheels. <laughs> oh, in the cut. My dad started out. He ended up at headquarters. He started out as a carman. Uh, he was a, a, a certified, um, uh, or, a what the hell do they call welders that are a master welder? Uh, he worked on the cars and then, you know, worked through and ended up being at the headquarters office. Jeremy worked at Colin. He worked for Colin Bohannon. Colin Bohannon. Oh, is that the guy for, is that the guy from Hell on Wheels? It's been so long since I've seen that. I don't even remember any of it. I watched that show probably fucking 10 years ago. I'm so pissed that it's going away on December 30th. I've got to like binge the rest of it. Uh, Darren Casey says, are you going to put the Friday night hangouts on podcast platforms? No, because they're more of just hanging out in real time, answering questions, and the audio quality isn't nearly as good because we don't record audio. It's more of just chill, no work. I don't have to edit after, just just hang out live. Catch it live or don't catch just it. Just hang out, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's kind of the whole point of those things is just to kind of, man, this fucking contact, dude. I don't know if you ever wear contact. I got, I got that 2015 vision, my guy. But sometimes, man, they get sideways and then it goes out of focus and you can't see a fucking thing. Um, yeah, Jeremy was working the live long day. I've been working on the rail. <laughs> I, I have to say, uh, iMac Death is, is one of my favorite. He, he's one of my favorite people. He's a, he's a Discord mod, but uh, he sides with me on Jeremy issues. And, you know, there are not many people who do that. So <laughs> I think there's a pretty good split. I mean, even with cigars, which is really my, my wheelhouse of, of the things that we split down the middle. Uh, there was a lot of people siding with you on the Camacho saying they thought that was a peppery cigar. And I, I didn't, I never really thought of it as a peppery cigar. So, you know, you get your fair share of, uh, uh, the, the Mandalorian though, people generally do side with me. Hence the, uh, the, the fuck man, I wish the I could block see better. linger, the, the block linger Mandalorian was the bomb. I think it's safe to say now it's been like a week. If you haven't seen it. I'll throw it out there and say spoiler warning. So 
quick sign off, but if you haven't seen it, it's like been a week. So that's, I mean, how long do you have to wait for spoiler warnings? It's all over the fucking internet, but Boba Fett came back last week and kicked ass. Motherfucker was wrecking shop. Well, he actually came back in an earlier episode. You saw that he was still alive, but last week he was actually like a full on whooping ass taking. Is that some Yu-Gi-Oh shit? Cause I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, you and you, dude! I can't believe you don't like the Mandalorian. It, it this is the way. That's just, right, Zachary. You tell him, brother. It just um, doesn't do it for me. I mean, it was fine, dude. It's so good. It's so good. It's fine. Uh, fucking the Mandalorian is renewing my faith in Star Wars. I started to have a little bit of doubts. I didn't care for this the the sequels a bunch. They were okay. I'm not one of these people that's going to shit all over them. I think they were all right. Kylo Ren was really cool. It was a cool character, but overall, I. It was directed by different people and you could tell there wasn't a congruent theme through the movies because different people directed and the corporate people got in the way and kind of fucked things up a little bit, I think. Um, but Mandalorian is renewing my faith because John Favreau and Dave Filoni are at the helm and I think they're crushing it, bro. Cru- crushing it, crushing, crushing it. It's um, okay. I'm with you at Taylor. Who is you're with him on what the not liking the Mandalorian? Get it's the fuck out just of here, man. How can okay. you not like that? I'm saying my whole point with the Mandalorian is saying that Star Wars fans are are a little easier to please with it, and they're like, it's great, but really in reality, well, then, it's well, there's, it's just fine. Like it's not special. It's well, just okay. And, and and there is a little fan service. Like for people that are Star Wars fans, seeing like Boba Fett come back and kick ass definitely had more of a emotional like uh, for me than it did for somebody who doesn't give a fuck about star wars for sure um so i can i can see your justified point, is I, I can i can objectively see. Dude, a better justified show. objectively okay i'm gonna need you to relax <laughs> because that's opinion i will say justified is one of my favorite shows of all time so i'm not disputing that justified was an awesome fucking great great show but i think saying it, it's better and objectively, objectively it's better a, a better objectively show, I mean, it's better uh, <laughs> I would say sub subject. Smiling beard says Sub-subject. Taylor, do you like the Star Wars movies? Uh, they're okay. Star Trek is better. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Get the <laughs> now you're about to piss me off. Get the fuck out of here. Like I'll put up with a lot. I'll put up with a lot of shit from you, Taylor. But you start saying that shit, me and you will no, fight. I, <laughs> I'm just. I've never been like hugely into futuristic space shit i'm more into i've always been more into westerns and more realistic stuff like sons of anarchy peaky blinders hello wheels oh like, sons of anarchy stuff is like one that of my just, favorites dude I, I i appreciate and enjoy that so much peaky more blinders. um star wars well here's the thing i love all yeah. that stuff i truly do peaky blinders fantastic sons of anarchy one of my favorites of all time like great also one that by the way my wife really enjoyed so it's one of the few series that me and my wife can watch together because we both like it because normally me and her taste very greatly on shows um so i mean i totally agree those are fantastic shows but it's just yeah. different right like star wars i don't look at it as better or worse i look at it as equal but different. yeah but for for me like, to me star wars is just okay like i'm not yeah yeah i get it, it, it it's just fine like i can take her to leave it the the star trek thing was a joke <laughs> Um, anybody know, who's followed me to, for a long a, time knows that I used to give Michael Fisher just absolute shit over Star Trek because he is a hardcore Trekkie. Like he has oh, an everyday he? hoodie that I, I don't know if he still wears it. He used to wear it as a vest or hoodie or something. And it was a Star Trek like 
themed vest or hoodie or something he wore unironically all the time. And I used to give him so much shit. He had so much Star Trek memorabilia, everything all the time. And uh, I used to give him shit. And now <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Cause it, for me, it just, Dude, for me, up, it's, it's one of those things where I have to shot. be the, the contrarian because it doesn't do anything for me. I, I, yeah, I know. I get it. Uh, Dude, go ahead and click on Loom Shot. Fuck you, Loom Shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Loom Shot, just for the people on the podcast, because Taylor yells at me and we don't do this. Loom Shot commented, Are you a the notebook type of guy, Taylor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can proudly say I've never seen that movie. What do you want? That, that that's what do you that, want? That that is that that is a that is a, a pride point in my life that I can say I have never seen the notebook. Uh, Jonathan Morrison says Taylor play any red dead two, And I'm imagining that this Jonathan Morrison is not the uh, TLD today. Jonathan Morrison, but um, red dead two. Uh, yeah, no, I would doubt <laughs> uh, red dead two. That would be I crazy. Installed it on my computer and I got about halfway through the intro sequence and stopped. I really want to finish it, but the intro to red dead two is so goddamn long. And I get that it's like a cinematic game, but Jesus Christ, the intro is like two hours long or three hours long, like an intro. Just, just let me play the goddamn yeah. game. <laughs> I got so frustrated. Yeah, there, paid, there, there are for there are for sure some games that get a little crazy. Dude, with I the paid sixty dollars <laughs> for Red Dead Two, and didn't even get through the intro because it was so long. Like, let me skip it. It's like a hour and a half intro you're like come yeah, on i was i mean i at the time my gaming rig was only at the office it was like 2 a.m and i'm just like i can't i can't and uh joe Combs says what okay. about the the show the witcher um speaking that i was just about to say i'm curious to hear what your opinions of shows like i have that not are. watched the witcher but the game specifically since i was just talking about a game um i alex bought me the witcher for my birthday one time and i played and I did the game kind of out of order because it's one of those open world games where you can start a mission too early. And my save, my first and only save for the game, uh, I died, right? So there was some early boss that I had. It was like a minotaur or something that I had to fight. And uh, I died and it saved. And every single time the game would load, the only save I had for the game, it would load and I die instantly. Like I couldn't even move before I die. <laughs> and I got so frustrated. Like, I was like, I put like an hour into this game. I'm out. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so uh, the game seemed fun. I actually, I actually really enjoyed it. The game it, seemed really fun. The show I haven't started, but I want to, because it's more of like the Game of Thrones sort of vibe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely right. need it's to. It's got that vibe to it. I need to play it. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good. Play it. I need to watch it. And um, the chicken there is hot too. Chick. She's she's real she's real gnarly in the beginning because she's kind of all deformed and weird and then she does some magic to make herself beautiful and normal and I shouldn't say normal that's a rude thing to say but she fixed all her problems and uh, she was hot hot um, but no I enjoyed it I thought um, what's what's the feller's name that S Superman I, I, Henry Cavill I thought he did a good job uh, Taylor just go play Rocket League again true. True. It's been like fucking Rocket It's been League, like uh, two weeks since I played Rocket League, and I really need to. How's a guy that plays soccer with fucking remote control cars not like Star Wars? That's all I'm saying. Uh, they're not remote control cars. I don't you're, get it. You're, you're, you are the car. Even worse, they're virtual remote you control are the car. cars. 
It's not a remote control car. You are the car. And you're playing soccer. Well, but you're controlling it with your... You get the fuck what I'm saying. <laughs> you're it's, such a goddamn boomer. My point is, somebody... <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was talking to Pete earlier, and I was trying to call him, and the fucking Bluetooth picked up on the po- podcaster, and then so I couldn't hear the phone ringing. I got all confused, and I'm like, Pete, I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on. This damn Bluetooth is picking up. I'm like, this is exactly why Taylor calls me a boomer, because this shit's got me all fucked up. And he just laughed. He's like, yeah, you're an idiot. True. <laughs> I, 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 I struggle sometimes. I do. What's funny is I started on YouTube doing quite a few tech reviews. And then, and then Jeremy's so like, I, I, it, Taylor, I hate to bother you again, but how do I turn on my MacBook? <laughs> I do not say that. I've been using Macs forever. And you know what else is funny? When I worked at the railroad, uh, the last job I had was tech related. I, I was in a technology uh, field at CSX, which is funny that that's where I ended up on the railroad. And uh, I also did a lot of tech reviews on my channel. I still love tech, but some of it, I'm a little slow on the uptake on some of it right off the rip. It takes me a minute. I'm like, what the is going on with this thing? Because you're a boomer. It is what it is. Boomer alert. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not a boomer. Can we just clarify that boomers are people? My parents are boomers. You're a boomer. So can I, can I just hit (laughs) hit a button here? Because it's been so long that I think people have forgotten. Go ahead. ahead. They've forgotten the roots of the podcast. Patina, 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 Patina. Patina. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to put something horrible that I hated. You actually put a good one in there. I enjoy a good truly. (laughs) I knew that's where you were going after that. You motherfucker. Did, did, did you, um, I loved a gobble cock. Is that the one where it's like, (laughs) or that one did, 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 uh, is that the one where we go patina, 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 and then patina. you're at the end going, patina. Yeah, yeah, patina. You put a hard patina oh, on yeah. the end there. Patina, patina. Everybody's like, patina, patina, patina. this one? This patina. one is something. I don't, uh, wow, dude. Wow, dude. That's the, wow, dude. Yeah, for you wow. drinking along doing the drinking game, you've not really had to do a whole lot of drinking for the last, like, two or three episodes but when I do this one soundbite and you're doing a shot per patina, 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 that's like 12 shots. Just boom. You hit that twice. Everybody's got alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like, turn the bottle up. Chug it. It's dangerous. Chug bro. it. Did you ever see the yeah, video of that? I think he's Dutch. Did you ever see the video of that Dutch dude chugging a fifth of whiskey? Oh, Jesus, dude. Dude, that's so dangerous, bro. Like, I'm all about whiskey. I love it, but in moderation, man, that shit's dangerous, man. It can fuck you up. Like you definitely don't want to get carried away with it like that. That's just not good. See if I can find it. Did he get sick as fuck or die? No, no, he's fucking champ. See if I can pull it up real quick without forking my internet. Yeah, this was. Jeremy over there wishing he could make snippets. I could absolutely make snippets of Taylor. I've got the exact same soundboard right here. That but he, he does, doesn't know how because he's I a actually upload. <laughs> I know how. All he does is hit the flag to mark the file. I Here's the thing. I'm too lazy to go back through all that audio and pull shit out. <laughs> like, I don't want to go through the audio, look for the flag, get in uh, Adobe edition, edit it out. Like, I just, I'm just, it's not lack of knowing how. It's laziness <laughs> is what it is. All right, so here it is. 
I'm going to share my screen real quick and share my audio. Have you ever seen this, this video? No. He chugs that whole bottle? He chugs yeah, that whole bottle? Fast forward. Dude, he probably died. Dude, he probably dies. <laughs> He's got to either throw up after. He's got to either throw up after. You can't or drink a whole bottle because you can't like drink a whole bottle of whiskey like that. This dude is a <laughs> champ. Look at that. Oh he puts oh a straw like, like this is not his first time. He put a straw in the bottle so it doesn't <laughs> bubble up. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god, dude! Dude, I don't even. Dude, I don't even want to get down there. Dangerous. I don't mean to sound like an asshole here, but that is. You've never seen that video? That's super dangerous. No, dude. He's. He, I mean, you could die from that. Like That's legit, a you could die. A ton of liquor, just like boom, right away. That's what I'm saying. Like you could straight die from that. Like that's. Wow. He said it's probably wait, coke wait, in it, but wait. it looked like he he did unsealed he sealed it. it. He, he broke the seal on camera. Yeah, he broke the seal on camera just to show that it and really I'm like, was whiskey. Wow, wow dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I just said it too. I went, "Wow, dude!" And then you clicked on like, "Fuck!" I just said the sound bite again, and then you doubled That's why it. I made that sound bite because you say it so much. Wow, wow dude! <laughs> no, I saw that video a long, long time ago. It's got uh, a lot of views. <laughs> yeah, see, it's, uh, people are saying that dude has to be dead. Like, I literally don't think you can do that. Like, I think that amount of alcohol would—he must have like made himself throw up like off camera right after they turned the camera off. Because I think you would probably end up in the hospital if you did that, regardless how good your tolerance is. I don't think you can put that amount of alcohol down. Like, I could be wrong, but that doesn't seem safe. No idea. It's not something I wouldn't do, <laughs> or would do. Sorry. I mean, that's a seven fifty. That's a seven fifty, and Jim or Jack Daniels is what around eighty. 80 proof, 80-ish, 80-something. It's not terribly high proof, but, I mean, it's strong enough that drinking a 750 of it would definitely make you sick as fuck. <laughs> I can't believe he was even able to get that much down without gagging and puking. Like, it just seems like that would, like... Yeah, have you ever seen... Somebody just mentioned Shoe Nice. Have you ever seen Shoe Nice? Oh, my... Uh -huh. How do you... How do you not know who Shoe Nice is? Who the fuck is Shoe Nice? How do you not know who Shoe Nice is? Because I have a life? Shoe Nice was, like... What... What... I mean, is he a YouTube guy, a rapper, a fucking actor? I mean, what are, what are we talking oh, he's here? He's a YouTuber. Shoe Nice. Is he a shoe no. collector? I mean, his fucking name's Shoe Nice. Does he collect shoes? I have not heard of Shoe Nice. You are truly a boomer. You have to be. Dude, just because I haven't, just because I haven't heard of some fucking random dude, yeah. that makes me a boomer? Yeah, Shoe Nice was a legend. The YouTube legend with who? YouTube in general. Uh, let's search shoe nice. How is that dude a legend, bro? How have you not heard shoe nice? Doesn't look like a legend. This guy doesn't look like a legend, bro. Oh, he is. He, hey, everyone. He, Time to eat a stick of deodorant for everybody. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. How have you not heard of shoe nice? Old Spice. He how legit, many views is how many views is this? This isn't have. the original upload. He got banned from YouTube, I think. Dude, he ate tampons, chug whiskey. Dude, he ate anything yeah, people told him to eat. Yeah, look at the comments. Yeah, look at the comments. Shoe what? I haven't either. Shoe what? Like nobody knows who the fuck this guy is. What are you talking about? Joe is also a boomer. 
She's getting all funky and she accidentally sticks her armpit in your mouth. <laughs> That's what I'm going to eat. Anyways, this dude I'm had to have been strung out all the time. This is an old Spice commercial. Am I a guy riding on a horse backwards? Am I an alien? Am I tripping off a nutmeg? Dude, I don't even understand what, or I don't I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Right now, land the best advertising gig in years. Here's the, uh, this is the dumbest shit I've ever watched in my life. I'm losing, brain, I'm cells losing right brain cells right now. You've never heard of Shoe Nice? <laughs> dude, dude, why would why I want to watch, watch this guy eat deodorant? <laughs> People must think I'm nuts. Look at Xander over there with this <laughs> yeah, new sign. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly, that's actually, that's exactly, actually what, I exactly what I was thinking. There was another guy yeah, who dude. tried to be a Shoe Nice there's a reason I've there's a reason I've never heard of him because that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Tequila, no, no, I mean, no, no. It, Te- tequila suicide. That's what it was. So there was a guy who tried to be the second coming of Shoe Nice. I don't know. What- Here's the thing. There shouldn't have been a first coming of Shoe Nice. So there, there's no reason for there to be a second coming. The first coming shouldn't have happened because that's just dumb. Well, this isn't the original video, like, but this is a dude let me, who used to be on YouTube. Let me, film, let me film videos with a potato of me eating stupid shit. Like, I, I don't get it. Let's see if we can get this started. My internet's borked. What? Have you ever, have you ever heard yeah. of it? I feel my have IQ dropping. Tequila suicide? exactly. Uh, nope. Does it have something to do yes. with drinking tequila? I think my internet's done. Yeah, exactly. See, Loomshot said that's why we have idiots eating Tide Pods. Exactly, because there's fucking dipshits out there doing stuff like that. What in the hell? This guy was actually on like a show, America's yeah. Got Talent. What what did he do? Salt in his... Well, I'm going to do the play-by-play, Howie. We're here at the big event at America's Got Talent. He's choking on the shells. Go ahead. He's got salt on his hand. Up oh, left I'm really glad. Snorts the salt. I'm really glad. I'm, I'm really glad we don't monetize this. I'm glad we don't monetize this because this would definitely get taken down. Uh-oh, and oh! <laughs> the champ has taken <laughs> my juice to the eye. Wait, you know who did that? Um, that I actually... That, that actually has a uh, that has a video that's or a channel that's actually worth watching is uh, Chris, yeah, Chris Ramsey. Ramsey is awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's awesome. And he did that. He did. I think it was on his channel. It was on Pete's channel. It might have been on Pete's channel back in the early days of Pete. Chris Ramsey like did some crazy shit. Like he snorted some salt and put some lemon in his eye or something. I think he did that exact same thing on Pete's channel back yeah, in the this day. Guy, uh, this guy was the original uh, Chuck from the Bronx. He did that back in like 2008. I don't. That was it, a man. that was another time of YouTube. Anyway, uh, all of this is just to prove that you're a yeah. Boomer. Well, I mean, just because I don't know of some useless fucking guys that ate deodorant on the internet doesn't mean I'm a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, there are lots of valid points you have to point out uh, the boomerish nature of some of my personality traits, but not knowing who the fuck that guy was, I don't feel like you're a boomer. Is, uh, an indicator. 
right. That's probably where we should wrap it up. It's uh, it's been almost three hours. He said, so, so what's, so what's tonight's topic? Uh, Jeremy's a boomer. That's the topic. That's always the topic. It doesn't matter what we title it. That's always the topic. It's, it's always the underlying topic is how, how my hair is fucking out of control tonight. And, um, I'm, dude, my contacts are absolutely wrecking my life right now. A lot of people saying that, I understand uh, why they're being so difficult tonight. A lot of people saying Steve-O did it first. He probably did. I mean, Steve-O is a hardcore dude. Can, yeah, can we dude, get Steve-O like, on? I kind of respect. I kind of respected jackass because they did all, they were like the first guys to do all that just crazy dumb shit. But it's like, I don't know, man, how much of that stuff can you see before it's like, okay, yeah, guys doing just, you know, painful or dumb uh, shit. They're doing another there. jackass. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's what I said. I kind of respect those, respect those guys because they were kind of the first ones, yeah. right? Well, anyway, that's. Yeah, see, if you were born after 1965, you are not a Jeremy. boomer. You can try to fight it all you want. Well, guess what? I was born in, I was born in 1978. You, you can try so to fight it all you want. Over a decade past Boomerville. <laughs> over a decade past Boomerville, son. Over a decade. 78. 70, when were you born? Like 97, 98? Uh, 2000. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, I was born in no, 90. That can't be right. Yeah, I'm like, wait, we're in 2000. But yeah, I was like, wait. You'd only be twenty. Like you'd only be twenty. What the fuck? I You're felt not, um, the cogs in your brain grinding to a halt for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, what? What? I was like, holy shit! Was he really born after two thousand? I'm like, oh no, he was. You were born in nine. When were you born? What year were you born? Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah. So see, I was only in high school. You're old as fuck. All right. Um, anyway. Uh, what do you got going on this week? I know you just did your, your gift guide. Anything else? Probably some smoke breaks, whiskey breaks and naps. Um, I just did. I just did the gift guide that's out there. Go check that out for sure. Um, like I said earlier, where you were taking your, uh, baby bladder break. Um, I, um, we're probably dropping the man cards, the, the copper version of the man cards Friday. um, and I think if I'm remembering what Chad said correctly, we got a f- some more of the ashtrays in. So we might do like a little double drop of uh, another little batch. We're dropping the ashtrays in batches as we get them because we're only getting uh, little amounts at a time. So we're going to drop some more of the ashtrays and um, some of the copper man cards probably Friday. And oh, I did want to show you guys this because I, I actually before we go. Uh, question. Oh, Jeez. I want to show you two things. Sorry, real quick. Jeremy, Here, first off, I forgot. Jeremy, was one of the guys in here sires, I think that everybody. recommended this. Jeremy, real quick, sires. No, this is worth it. This is worth it. This is worth it. One of the guys, I think it was one of the guys in here recommended it. Have you seen these? The beard tarps as a mask. Best fucking mask. No, the, the mask, Dude, best mask I got ever. was from Sandpack, and it goes over your ears. It's got a drawstring in the back. And it covers, it goes right. under my beard. Is. It's like it cups over my nose this. and goes under my beard. See, this does like this. It's got the little thing here so it pinches your nose and it just, it drapes in front of your beard because the problem with having a beard and wearing a mask is it squishes it, right? And then it pushes my mustache in my mouth. This just hangs straight. So it does not bother your beard at all. It's the most comfortable mask I've ever gotten. Somebody recommended it to me and 
it is the best mask for guys with beards. Now, if you don't have a beard, something like that's not necessary, but they make it in different lengths depending on how long your beard is. It is the best mask I've ever used. It's the only mask that doesn't fuck my beard up and it's fucking comfortable and it's fantastic. Yes, it is like an apron for your face. And if you've got a beard, a big, especially a big one, you'll completely appreciate how hard wearing a normal mask is. The other thing I had real quick, because I wanted to do a little bit of a question. Well, this this is the beard, the mask that I got because I have a beard. It's the sand pack mask, and it, it just goes around my beard and comes up underneath. Ah, uh, very nice. Um, somebody was asking, hell yes, where can you get this? It's called uh, the beard tarp. So just go to the beard, search the beard tarp. Uh, it's beardtarp.com. It's a company out of Canada. Uh, it does have like a two week lead time because I think they're super popular right now because guys with beards fucking hate life with masks. And that really fixes the problem, especially if you got a big, long beard like I do. Cause like, even with that thing you got Taylor with, when you got a beard this long, that's not going to work because it's going to scoop all this shit up and fuck it up. That yeah. thing just. All right. What was great. point number two? Uh, the quick question I had for you guys. The point number two is quick question. So. You guys know I've been working on a flask, right? So I got this, this glass flask that I've been working on. Let's see if I can get it out of here without spilling shit everywhere, right? So glass flask, because it doesn't fuck with the whiskey like the metal ones. It's got a little copper or a brass uh, cap on it, right? And I like the all glass. I think it looks good, does what it's supposed to, but we wanted to offer some kind of leather something. So if somebody wanted a little more protection, they could. Um, so this is like a prototype of the leather sleeve that is optional and you know, you don't have to keep it in that, but you can, and it just goes on there. Got a little button. And, uh, anyway, so curious as to if you guys like the little sleeve or if you think it would be better can just I, raw glass. I, I mean, look, I you could obviously just my feedback. Yeah, yeah, shoot. Yes, That's what I'm asking. On a for. leather sleeve. No with that uh -huh. sleeve. The What's seam goes across the bottom and you can't sit it down. Well, and that's purposeful because putting it on the bottom, it it fucking it makes it weird, right? We tried several different versions of different with it not on the bottom like that, and it just it makes it real hard. It's very hard to manufacture. It doesn't fit well. It gets weird. We tried um, this because of the curve in the back, because this flask has got a curve in the back. Um, my question mainly was, do you like the general design? I know you can't sit it down. You have to lay it down. I mean, that's okay but, with the glass because I mean, it's got a lid, but still. Right. It would bother me with um, that seam across but the, the bottom. The question though. is, yeah, I mean, I feel it actually kind of like works for like pocket because it kind of like tapers it down a little bit. So you kind of got, but my main question was a, do you, would you rather have like the signature logo on here, a leaf and barrel logo or the Best skull logo? logo? I mean, I feel no, like no, that's no, 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 not no, no, going to work no, 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 because no, it's, no, no, no. it's my flask, not yours. So the best damn EDC. It's okay. I'll just make a, another flask be. and it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just curious and maybe I'll do like a little poll on, um, on my Instagram also a lot of skulls, a lot of skulls, a lot of skulls. Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking skull too, just because the, the flask itself has the signature logo. So if you wanted to go with kind of a more simplistic, like, you know, cleaner look, you could just not use the leather. Uh, we're also thinking about selling it two ways and selling the leather separate 
you know, like as an add on, um, so that if you didn't want the leather, you didn't have to purchase the leather. You could get it cheaper. You know, you could get a little, little uh, less expensive without the flask and then it'd be a, a little bit of an add on if you wanted the leather. So, uh, that somebody way you else could agrees do both. with me. Just saying, um, yeah, like one dude. Hey, somebody dude. said whiskey you, knife. You probably paid them. Just, just saying. Hey, that you know. Hey, it is a whiskey flask, you know. Um, so a lot of people are saying skull. Awesome. So that, that's good information. I'll still uh, probably put a uh, an Instagram um, poll up just to see. I <laughs> enjoy a good truly. I'll still, I knew there had to be a few. I, I, I knew there had to be a couple smart hey, asses hey, in the group. Hey. There always is. I love you guys. But, um, Jeremy doesn't, it, it, but I do. It's. I, I love all of you, even if you are assholes sometimes. I still love you. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people are saying skull, so that's good to know. Can I, can I request cool. something? And, and so you guys are cool? You like the little, you like the leather? You like the flask? Can I, can I request something? What's that? For the, the flask shell, like the, the cover? Uh, you the, can request the leather it. Pouch. I can. can we make it out of shell cordovan? What's that now? Uh-huh. Can we make it out of shell, please? I mean, here's the thing. We make it out of shell cordovan, and it jacks the price up way more to where just people it, would probably be just make it out of shell <laughs> because shell cord just, sh- just to show huh yeah i mean sh- <laughs> but <laughs> what, what, so what anybody like who doesn't know pretty, pretty about shell flask. they like it anybody who doesn't know about shell like if, if you if you made that out of shell it'd be like a 200 dollars sleeve <laughs> yeah, right. exactly it would be crazy expensive it would look amazing um, it would take the price to a ridiculous Oh, it would yeah, look amazing, yeah, yeah. and it would it would age yeah. amazing. And then do and the, it would be great. Do the cap out of Zerk. Change the, do the cap out of Zerk. <laughs> Dude, you could you could sell that flask for like eight hundred dollars and make like twelve. <laughs> Can you even drink out of Zerk? Would that be safe? I mean, the main reasons I made that flask out of glass is because it imparts zero flavor on the whiskey, and you could leave it in there indefinitely without ever having to worry about any whiskey taint. <laughs> See what I did there? Tank, tank, fan, tank. Um, uh, all I'm saying but is. Yeah, that's the main I, reason. Because, I mean, obviously, whiskey comes in glass bottles for a reason. All I'm saying is I want one maybe with a little more. Um, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I, I want one a little faster than maybe the, the last package you sent me or, or the, the other stuff, you know, that you sent me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I. I I just chalked, talked to Chad today <laughs> and told him I was going to get a list of him uh, for some people that I owe products to. I'm just giving you like shit. Little Christmas present type things and stuff. And you're, you're going to get a package. We're going to get you a lighter. We're going to get you a whiskey glass because you don't have one of these. And when we're on the f- fucking whiskey knife fight, you should be drinking out of a proper good one. glass. So Who's your? I mean, you do drink out you do drink out of the Pete's Pirate Life glass pretty often, which uh, the Pete's Pirate Life glass is awesome. So I, I'm not going to fade the Pete's Pirate Life glass, but you should definitely be either drinking out of the Pete's Pirate Life glass, this glass, or possibly again Glen Karen. You need to get that Bunsen burner fucking meth cooking <laughs> shit out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Did you get that from BreakingBad.com? What the fuck is that think, thing, dude? Get the hell out of here. I think that this shit. came from Bespoke Post. <laughs> I think I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. No. There are some pretty goofy fucking. I don't know where this came from. There. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know where this came from. If I'm gonna be honest, dude the the goofiest whiskey glass the goofiest whiskey glass ever is the one that like a lot of people tout is like the best one for tasting whiskey. It looks like a little fucking the bourbon junkies even made fun of it because it's got like I forgot what it's called, but it it looks like a vase. It's got like a bulb and then it 
cuts in and then it's got like a, a flange that kind of comes out. Yeah, but then imagine if the top of that then flanged out real far. So there's like no good way to hold it. And they were like joking around. They're like, how are you supposed to hold this thing? And they're like holding <laughs> it like this because there's like I no mean, good that's way how to this hold is. it. Like it's, it's like, it's the, the goofiest fucking really glass. This is like switch or like swirl. There's no like good. <laughs> you swirl yeah. like this. I, I, what do I you don't, do? I, yeah, I don't. Oh. That seems strangely phallic you when do. you're gripping it or super round you pinch like grip that. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you undercup it. Yeah, you pinch grip it. Maybe. Tuzu called it a butt plug I don't, glass. It, yeah. I mean, I mean that you got a big old butthole if you're putting that big old thing in there. But hey, well, <laughs> I'm just saying uh, that thing's got some girth on it, son. <laughs> oh, I fucking <laughs> hey! All I said was you got a big old butthole if you put that on. I didn't say oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, you told us what you've got going uh, on. I haven't done anything in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did a, a gift guide and best knives under a hundred dollars. I took a week off to uh, recoup after that crazy week. And this week I've got a knife or a video on fixed blade knives or um, like EDC. Uh, nice. Reasons you should or should not EDC nice. a fixed blade. And uh, this is the one I've been carrying for. Off and on for a little while. This is the Bradford Guardian 3 in the Roke custom sheath with a little, it's like a little pocket clip sheath, which makes fixed blades legal. <laughs> I normally can't because they're belt sheaths and I hate belt sheaths, but if I can put it in my pocket, I'll carry it. And this has been great. But uh, that's, that's really all I got going on for now because I've been spending a lot of my time working on trying to get a new office. So lots of behind the scenes stuff, but that, that's it for hey. me. That and this time of year gets this time of year gets crazy. Uh, and I've seen several people. It looks like if I can read correctly, say I need to come out with a cigar cutter. It, it's in the works, man. I'm 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 trying to work that out. A lot, a lot of merch flying around, so I, I do have cigar cutter on the the menu. I've got several products um, in the works now. Yeah, I mean this time of year is crazy, man. You got to, yeah. you, you dude, you got some stuff coming. The one I'm super excited about, but we won't. I don't know. Oh, you've already talked about it. Which one? I, I didn't want to like drop it, but you've already talked about the the. Maybe you haven't. If I it's not say. the flashlight, I haven't talked haven't, about you it. You don't want to. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's flashlight. Okay. I thought we had talked about that on the podcast publicly, but I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, flashlight is back, or not back, but in production now, which is very exciting. But the other products, they're still just Oh, ideas. man, that means, so you guys are do all, you guys are done all the testing and you actually got in production finally? Uh, well, they're producing parts. The parts that they know are going to work. We haven't gotten like a, a prototype in hand yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. 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 I was about to say, cause if you're, you're at the production phase, you're, you're not too far off. No, so. they're just manufacturing some parts that are machining some parts that they know are going to work. So beyond that, uh, that's all I really know. But we're not in like production production yet. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, to see too. it, man. <laughs> I am excited. Oh, you know, that oh reminds me. Somebody just said, I do actually have one of those. We'll give it away on maybe a future podcast. I don't know. Somebody has, uh, I don't think they were talking to me, but they said, uh, what I would give for a Benchmade cutter, about 300 bucks. I actually have one of those that Benchmade gave me to give oh. away. Well, that'd be good. So we will, we will, yeah, we'll, um, we'll give that away on a future podcast. It's, it's one of the, um, 
it's actually on, it's the, it's the, the Benchmade cutter, but it's the, the newer version of it. Um, the blue, ver, the blue class version of it. It's nice. Uh, we'll give one. I've got one. So we'll, we'll do that on. A I see several episode. people asking TI. Okay. I imagine they're asking about the flashlight. Yes. The initial version of the flashlight will only be of, in titanium. I was about to say, of course it's going to be. <laughs> on, Chad on. says, talk to Joe Taylor. Things are moving. Cough, too. cough. Uh, yeah, so I, I got word that, that parts are are being made. That's all I really know. So uh, I'll talk hey, to Joe man. tomorrow because I'm I, excited like about the flashlight for you because I, that that it's actually an impressive undertaking, right? Because you know, me and Chad were talking about that earlier in the fact that I've loved everything I've come out with, and there's been a lot of work involved and revisions and design and all that but I don't know if any of it can eclipse the technical difficulty of putting together something. <laughs> well, like a I also was There's like, a lot of fucking moving parts. Yeah, and I was also like, I want this and this and this and this and this, and I'm not budging. <laughs> you know? right, right. Like, and, and they're like, and they're I mean, like, and I know. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> well see. And, well, and the thing is, I know the, I know the amount of work that, Chad and all the guys and me put into the stuff that I made. And like I said, none of this is technical stuff. This is all like hard products that don't have a lot of moving intricate pieces. Right. So, and I know how much work this shit took. So I can only imagine something like a fucking flashlight. Like, man, that's gotta be, that's I'm a talking lot. about it for a while. It's an impressive yeah. undertaking. I'm just ready to get a prototype in hand so I can be like, I, I can feel that it's Dude, a real thing and not exciting. just like something that we've talked about, you know? Yep. Every time he sends me a prototype, I'm fucking pumped about it. I'm like, Oh, Oh, I have immediately well, take pictures of the, you have to think the, background the only to thing it. I've got of mine so far is, is the old TPT slide. That's it, which was an existing yep. product. So it doesn't feel quite as special. Like I'm super pumped to have these. Oh, <laughs> the magnet fell out earlier today. Uh, I'm super pumped to have these, but it's not like a, a unique product. So I'm, I'm ready to have a truly, truly unique product. And uh, I'm super pumped for that. Cause this, this is something that I've wanted to do for a long yeah. time. Like uh, when, when they were like, what do you, what do you want to do? I was like, flashlight, <laughs> like didn't even hesitate. That's it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you got to love the people that watch our podcast. Taylor 3D printed Jeremy Cyrus one of the truly can. <laughs> no, I 3D printed Jeremy a dick whistle. We have so many smart asses in here, dude. You got to love I love them. it because you know, I'm I'm glad that there's some people in the Taylor camp, you know. Jeremy gets all the love. Yeah, because dude, there's, he, there's always he likes team. all the things that everybody loves like a Mandalorian for whatever reason and uh I'm over here with actual <sighs> taste and people are like, you know, Taylor needs to upgrade his taste. No. 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 No, I have. And that's why I don't like the Mandalorian. <laughs> Dude, there's always going to be, just like the bourbon junkies, there have people that always list hashtag Team Dan, hashtag Team Taylor, or um, uh, Sean. I'm sure there are people that are Team Taylor and people that are Team Jeremy. I mean, that's it's. there's going to be a natural split in the, in the, the population. The, the kind of people I mean, that are... The people that are Team Taylor are wrong. Who, like, who are but, Team I mean, Jeremy it, are the ones okay. that need to buy a card to remind themselves that they're a man. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's not as much as a reminder as it is like I think a, it's a reminder. It's like, am it's I like, yeah, bitch. yeah, I am. 
You definitely do not need a car. You definitely do not need a car to be reminded for sure. That is not what it's about at all. It's more like a hold on. And you pull out your wallet and you're like, yeah, I am a man. Well, that's why I sent it to you because I know when you're sipping your truly, sometimes you forget and then you go, oh, no, 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 that's no, no. right. I, I use it to open my truly because I'm like, I don't need a reminder. <laughs> I drink truly. <laughs> you're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should really go because uh, my bladder is knocking again. <laughs> Speaking of man, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Baby bladder. Tiny tank is what I prefer. Baby bladder. I do think you had a good idea with the man card of liberty, though. Yeah, I agree. I think you should. I might do that. I think you should. Might do a, Or I'll make a couple. I'll make a couple and we'll do a giveaway, another giveaway on the uh, podcast with it, you know? Yeah. All right. Kind well, of thing. I think that's it for this time. Yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out for so long and dealing with me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chad, real quick. Uh, Taylor, we also have your best damn man card moving forward. That's also true. I have. <laughs> that's so funny. When you told me that, I was I like, have that's the hilarious. best damn man card and <laughs> the best damn flask coming out as products under my brand. No, the best damn whiskey glass. And you said you were going to use this exact oh, same yeah. glass and then just put your logo yeah, 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 inside yeah. of it. Same, <laughs> even with the leaf and barrel stamp, but it says best damn EDC on it. <laughs> I love you, Chad. Uh, all right. Hilarious. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, all uh, the links for everything is down below in the show notes. And uh, we'll see you the same time next week, right? Not with the Bourbon Junkies, unfortunately. Yep. That'll be a week later. No, no. But it'll be the following week. We will be back next Wednesday shooting the shit with some other topic, uh, which is basically me just trying to keep Jeremy on task because he's so old and senile that he doesn't know what we're here for. I think I did a good job for the first hour and a half. I even, because of my buddy, AB, we even That's had true. like a special guest on pertaining to the topic. Impromptu guest. I think I did really good. Nice. Really cool. Yeah, I think, I think we did good. We went off the rails after about an hour and a half deep. To be but expected. And, and, unless exactly. Jeremy's, you know, gone dry for a week. I stay on topic when I'm dry. All right. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) All right, fellas. Love all you bitches. Where's wait, where, where is it? Hang on. Hang on. Is it this one? I love to gobble cock. There it is. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Such a dick. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Oh, man. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my